Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Man, oh man, I picked a bad week to stop drinking. Why'd you stop drinking? I didn't really. That would be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be stupid. I just know I'm going to drink tonight. Already started. It's going to be a fun show. You got a ride home? We have a lot happening. Yeah, this guy named Uber is going to give me a ride home. I like Uber. Yeah, it's cheap. I give him five stars every time. Germans are weird, man. (laughs) They are, but they give a good ride. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll ride them every night. We got a lot happening tonight, and it starts with this. JP is back from his honeymoon. That's right. Yeah, he's married now. So when is the divorce? Uh, It's actually already going through. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) you know, it's uh, short-lived. How was your trip? Uh, it was good, man. It was uh, it was cool. We flew. I flew on seven airplanes. You did? I got very I, fucking. I hard. got confused watching everywhere you were. Yeah. So did I. Question: yes. Did you do that in an unmedicated state? No. All right. Well, I tried. Good job. Thank you very much. Why would you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> even, to yeah, see, why even? Just to see if I could do it because uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things, man. Where uh, uh, you can't do it. No, I know. I know that now. But like the first ride, like going to Disneyland. Yeah. The the, the day after the wedding. So the hour flight. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was tough. Like I was like. That's the first one. Oh my god. Yeah. And then uh, Taryn's like, "You're not doing this sober, essentially for the yeah. for the remainder of the two weeks or whatever that we're on vacation." So. Uh, so you didn't, and it went fine then. 
Um, it went better than it would have sans Axnax. So, okay. so yeah. Terrence but, uh, said, I'm not going to be your handler. Right. Uh, well, no, I mean, it was it was in a much, you know, much kinder, gentler way because we're newlyweds. Uh, you know, the honeymoon phase is set <laughs> in. So now she cares and she's like rubbing my back. Oh, and, wow. But give it like five years and she'll be like, why the fuck didn't you take the thing? I don't know. <laughs> you only take yeah. the goddamn pill. You're yeah. optimistic. Five years. If you think about yeah. it, because you guys have been together for so long already. Yeah. Um. You're already five years in. Right. So I give it a year before. <laughs> That's true. That's being generous. So are you yeah. saying one year's five years? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're like dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Marriage is like dogs. Like dog years. Well, I'm happy yeah. for you. And Thank now you. you're Mrs. Uh, Taryn House. Yeah, I did take her last mm-hmm. name. Good. Oh, well. So I'll be, you can call me J.H., which <laughs> doesn't really roll off the tongue quite as well as no. J.P., but... Uh, we'll get used to it. Yeah. Um, epic wedding, by the way. Thank you. Great yeah, wedding. It was, it was yeah. amazing, right? Yeah. And, uh, we, it, was, it was nice to be able to like sit and reminisce about it. I had a 12-day um, hangover oh, after, <laughs> your, after your wedding. I got hurt. <laughs> we all got hurt. <laughs> I was hurt. I had to uh, leave for GAB. I showed up at the, in Denver the following day with a fever. I heard you were like and the worst. Sick. I had both. I had some sort of flu and the hangover, I was, wow. and I was fully aware of both of them. <laughs> and, at, and at different hours of the day, they were striking my body differently. Oh. And it was probably the worst I've ever felt. You had to decide which was which. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could tell. Uh, I, I mean, I did. I just went back and forth from sweating and shivering, and uh, it, I was really bad. Oh, Waiting for the good time to hit. But I'll say this: <laughs> worth it. It was like such totally a great it, wedding. Yeah. It was. It was what a party. Epic. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, that was honestly our main focus, and you know, we, we were going to get married no matter what. That whole thing, the ceremony. We're not very religious people. Uh, so we kind of just wanted to be a, a reflection of ourselves. Sure. And then after that, all we wanted was to throw the best party we could possibly do. Which you did. And I, I think <laughs> you want to hurt handled, people. We wanted to fucking oh, hurt you. Oh. Yeah. And uh, the, the amount of floated kegs uh, is pretty good. And we went through about four cases of wine. Wow. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty good, man. I think it, it everyone was, did a good job. It was three, three and a half days. Yeah, yeah. well, because we showed up Friday. We oh, my. partied late. Wedding Saturday, partied all day, yeah. late. Uh, then uh, a bunch of us went back to my house and partied again on Sunday. Yeah. All, all night mm-hmm. long. Uh, just, we were, at that point, we're just running away from the hangover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I saw people checking in at your house. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. And I'm like, we're sitting there doing laundry and packing and like going I'm to not. the airport. Like, God damn. Now we're yeah. just continuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One more 24-hour session. And then I woke up the next morning like death. Oh, no, I, I woke up, up hammered again. That's how, you <laughs> end, yeah. that's how you end up in like well, Peru still. with no kidney. Still. So, yeah. Yeah. One more 24 four-hour party. I've seen Justin look pretty bad, and I picked him up for that D- that GABF flight to take him. I've never seen him look like that. No. Wow. I just kept making that noise, like... <laughs> <laughs> and I quote, <sighs> Is there any soup in the house? <laughs> yeah, well, she showed up. <laughs> this is your house, bro. <laughs> soup? Oh, what uh, is that? Had I not gotten on that flight when I did, yeah. I never would have gotten on a flight no, to JBF. Because no. it just, I got worse and worse and worse. Uh, like, by the time I landed, I was just a mess. Uh, so it's a good thing I just, I got up and I was focused. I was like, just get on the flight. Did just you get, get soup? on the, uh, I got soup at about 10 o'clock that night. Well, I ate four spoonfuls. I didn't eat basically for about 24 to 48 hours. No. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to get over a hangover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. It was gnarly. I'm, li- I'm reliving it right in my head right uh, now. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it was a good time, JP. I'm yeah, happy good, for you, man. too. And, uh, yeah, I'm look, really happy, man. Look forward to the divorce party. Yeah, it's going to be great. You, know, you, should, you should see him work in that ring, though. 
It's like, <laughs> oh, it's my new, it's my new like, uh, anxiety toy. It, it, nice. It's, it's anxiety. It's like, mm. work that thing. It's also new. Thing. Uh, my favorite thing to do, well, I couldn't really do it in Florida because my knuckles swole up so much. But it's just to take it off and like roll it along the table to Taryn. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like at restaurants or like I'll flip it to her on the bed and she's like, "What are you doing? Put that back on. Just to stress her. You're out. gonna lose it. You're spin, spin, yes. spin it and see which, which, which way is it gonna land, honey. You're gonna make it lost. <laughs> You're gonna lose it, and that was expensive. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Sounds expensive. It sounds heavy. It's pretty heavy and binding. So I have other exciting oh, yeah. stuff happening here today. What is it? Check this out. I am giddy like a little girl. Wait, like Getty Lee? Wait, wait, wait. Well. Let me try it on for size. I don't know. Uh, if, it doesn't fit. I don't know if you know this, but I'm great friends with the guys over at Journey. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The, oh. You know, the band. I, I do know you the know. band. I thought you meant the verb. You know, the Journey. Yeah. Yes. You like to travel. Oh, yeah, because they're right from around here. Oh, we go so far back, these guys. Uh, actually, uh, that's not exactly true, but their drum tech is, uh, his name's Steve, he's a listener, and he came to hang out with us today, and he brought us a bunch of Journey swag. Yeah. 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 I have here to hang in our studio. Look at, look at this. A signed drum head by the whole band, and it's to uh, the BN. And I don't know if you guys realize how happy this makes. Like, wow. I am so giddy right now that we yeah. have this stuff. Also, almost as cool. Yes. Journey koozies. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> From the Canada. Canada. Trip. I love Canada. The I love Canada, Canada too. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy right now. So this is going up on our wall. Where? Uh, it's going to go. Where, but where, where, I where? want it in front of me so I could stare at it all show long, but it doesn't yeah. really work there. It's going to go over Moscow's shitty art right there. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it's going to make it look better. We'll, yeah. re- we'll reposition the uh, spotlight to the drum head away from the artwork. You know, will Steve come in here? Steve, can, can I abuse you on the, on the air for a second? Moscow, go out there and see if we can get him in here. Justin, if you put it on that wall... It'll help muffle out the toilet sound. That's a, oh, that's a good idea. I well, should put it right. Or, no, it, it'll make it louder because it it'll louder reverberate it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it'll actually amplify everybody's poop. Wow, look at no, it. Looks good right under the uh, right right in the, the beer. It does look good. What time yeah. is it? Oh, it's journey time. It's ju- oh. it's always it's journey, always journey time, time. By the way, yeah. uh, ask Steve what songs were played on it because it's yeah, a used yeah. head. It's oh, that's true. You know, most heads are used. That'd I be bet. Cool. I bet every song was played on it. <laughs> Only the good ones. Steve, you are amazing. Uh, Thank you. You. Have, you have no idea. You have made. <laughs> yeah. All I did was pull a bunch of shit from the locker and bring it over. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much all I had to do. You've made my night, maybe my week, okay. potentially my month, <laughs> maybe with all this journey stuff. A whole month. I do what I can. But I'm, I'm good with yeah. a day. Dude, yeah. it's, it's, I'm at day. least happy today. Uh, this is, thank you so much for bringing this yeah, stuff in. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. Uh, can he point out who signed what? So I, I thought we should maybe play that game. Sure. Okay. So obviously <laughs> the the first one we should ask is which one is Apnel and which one? Arnell? Thank you. Which one is Steve Perry? Which one is Steve? The real singer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. So I'm thinking that's Arnell right there. Uh, I would think it's. That guy, because it looks like he's eating a curry. So you're picking like the one in the whatever. middle. Oh, because it has yeah. a little picture. Well, or like has, a, it has like a hieroglyphic. Well, I think it's like a picture of the Philippines and him on a boat leaving it. <laughs> and see. then waving goodbye. That's he, what I think. That's how he signs it. He's like, this This was my. This <laughs> saved my life. So that's his signature. It's the life-saving moment when Journey sent him a boat <laughs> yeah. to float out of the Philippines. Is that what you're saying, JP? All right, so JP... Uh, Do you want to keep getting journey swag? <laughs> then you should shut up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't get me fired so I can keep bringing this stuff in for you guys. I'm sure Apnell's going, motherfucker. Well, <laughs> can we get them all in the studio? 
Uh, probably not. <laughs> I'll do what I can, Especially but... Especially after this. Yeah, I mean... Hold your breath, and then we'll, you know. Well, let see me who, see what lasts long. Are they are they craft beer fans? Uh, most of them actually are sober, so no. Oh. Um, of course they are. They've made it this far. They yeah. have to be sober. Exactly. Yeah, we, we will make it there one day. <laughs> one of them uh, specifically, Jonathan Kane, the uh, piano player and one of the main songwriters. He's a big craft beer fan. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Do you know? Like, do they have a, a favorite beer that's always backstage? Anything like that? No, he's a lot more of a wine guy than a beer guy, so he always has wine backstage. He Got doesn't it. really drink after beer okay. after the shows. What about Arnell? Is he a drinker? Nope. Sober? Uh, he will drink, but not on a regular basis. Heroin? He's, he's a little guy. Yeah, he sticks to, he sticks to the good stuff. So. <laughs> he's a small guy. If he has a couple drinks before the show... Uh, no, it's not before the show. Come he's on. Gonna... No, not before the show. No, you got to keep... They, you know, you just you wait till after the show to get completely bombed. Because <laughs> that'd be good a good call. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, Doc, which one are you saying is Arnell? Oh... Uh, yeah, that one. Um, this one? Yeah. The same one I picked right yeah. there. All right. Uh, Blake? from Blake from Creature Comforts is here. Oh, um, no. No, I'm You're not going with that changing? One. No. All right. That's, that's Neil. Okay. So what are you going with? Uh, he doesn't know. I don't have all night. Yes, you do, Oh, uh, yeah, you do, actually, because it's me. <laughs> I, I'm not good with any of the other. I got eight other things to do. Jesus. Come on, all right, okay, Blake, I'll, it's your I'll go turn. With that one, fine. That one. You're sticking with your first one. It's fine. I'd go with the one in the uh, the center. All right, you're going with JP's there with the with the boat. <laughs> Tasty. Uh, I, I can't tell shit. I'm going to go with you uh, uh, for, for now. Yeah. All right, Moscow. Yeah, I, yeah. The center one. It, it does look like it has like a Vietnamese character of some well, sort no. at the bottom of it. Vietnamese. <laughs> They're all the same. The man's multilingual. <laughs> yeah, I'm going the center. So one. are you? All right, uh, Beardy. Let's see, um, I was going to say the middle one because I thought it looked like there were some chopsticks involved, um, and so I think chopsticks. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> How racist! Filipinos uh, don't use chopsticks. Exactly. I don't know. It's all wow. on that side of the Pacific, right? Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm with the middle are, one too. Are you saying these two things here are right. chopsticks? Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm, with the, I'm, I'm the middle mean one too. Anything in this in this context? They're drumsticks. That would make a lot more sense. All right, Steve. Oh, they might be drumsticks. That yeah. might be the drummer. I hope it's in. like one, another one entirely. No, no, you got it right, Justin. Yes, of course I did. <laughs> and by the way, the one in the middle is Omar, and those are drumsticks. Drum- They're yeah. drumsticks. Uh, uh, nice. Wait, so Apnel, Apnel, right? Arnel. 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 God, I, I actually need to start being. Because I did it so right. much, I said it wrong right. so long <laughs> well, that it's now. As long as we're not butchering his last name. Paella. Paella. <laughs> that's a little more insulting. Uh, look at his elegant signature. I know. It is nice. That's wow. how I knew. That's how I knew it was my man Arnell. It's the l- <laughs> the best Journey singer ever. It's the largest signature on the drum. Can we get the sent out to Hawaii too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what an awesome sent gift, to Hawaii? Man. He gets sent to Hawaii. <laughs> Don't worry about Doc. No. <laughs> Sorry. One I'm more, not used to being in front of Mike. One more signature. No, you're, we don't know how to translate Doc either. Okay, yet, good. Steve. Yeah. It's one been 10 signature. years. It's not just me then. Okay, good. No, no, no. He's, he's inviting you to go to Can Hawaii. Can we get another it. signature on there? Oh, I sure. see. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> As if Steve hasn't done enough for us already. Uh, how long have you been with the band? Uh, I've been working with them. I started working for them in 2006. Uh, so 2007 was my first year of like recording and touring with them. How do you get that gig? Uh, bad life choices. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I started working for them, uh, running their merch and equipment, because I was managing an auto parts warehouse 
in the same town that their warehouse was in. And uh, my father was in the music industry. Um, I'm a musician. I've known some of the guys in the band. Were you a big James fan? Uh, I was not, no. You don't have their emblem tattooed to your body? Uh, I wish that was the case, but no, I'm not way too young. But uh, no, it just wasn't my kind of music. Okay. How do you like it now? How do you like being on tour with the guys and and your job? Uh, The guys are great. Yeah? Yeah. The band and the crew are all fantastic. Um, I love it. It's great. A lot of travel. It's a good time. Is it pretty mellow now? Yes. Okay. So yeah. a lot of moving around, a lot of travel, but it's not, you guys aren't raging every night anymore. And... No, not every night. <laughs> okay, but there are, but there are some <laughs> every, nights. Every third night. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's fair. Sure. And how often are you guys on the road? Uh, we're gone average about seven months a year. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All over the world. So. That's fun. I want to quit my job and do your job, I think. No, you don't. No? Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to quit his own job. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> How's the pay as a drum tech? Is it all right? Yeah, it's good. Good living. Yes, it is. I mean, it's enough that, you know, in six or seven months of touring, I can take a few months off nice. when we're not on tour and still be able to support my family and have fun when I'm home. Does the does the band give you any idea, like, how long this will keep going on, how many tours <laughs> they have left in them? Is that ever talked about? It's getting talked about more and more as they get older. <laughs> it is. So, yeah. How many tours have they done with Arnell at the front? Uh, Arnell, his first tour was 2008. We, okay. uh, we recorded an album with him before he did a real tour. So 2007 was his first year in the band. Yeah. But 2008 was his first year on tour. Got it. Does Arnell's tail ever get thrown your way, like the stuff he rejects? You know what I'm talking about. I know your wife's out there, but, but don't worry, no one can hear out in the... In the uh, yeah, yeah, you mean my wife can't hear this? No, no. she can't okay, hear good. anything. So do, as long do, as she can't hear it, we're do, all right. Yeah, do like Arnell rejects ever <laughs> yeah. get, you know... No, the, no. let's put it this way. The, uh, anybody who's interested in that kind of thing is not, like, fighting their way through the band to get to the crew. Okay, if good. you know what I mean. <laughs> They're like, who are you? Move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got it. Can you throw this in the garbage for me, please? Yes, that's a lot of what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, and what kind of uh, venues are you guys playing now? Like, they still can play uh, some pretty Mostly big... arenas and amphitheaters, yeah. Wow. So, like, Shoreline. I mean, we did a night at the Hollywood Bowl recently, and then, the, you know. Yeah, it's a, you know, Concord Pavilion and stuff like that. That's big stuff. Enough of us old guys to, like, pay the ticket price. Oh, Oh. for sure. Old guys and me. (laughs) There's enough of you old guys out there. I got to go to a show. Hey, and the old guys have all the money. Oh, you know, yeah. right. you can afford the tickets. Oh, Big Tim is a big fan. That wow. would be that's my, my brother. That'd be a rad show. Big fan. For sure. One of the best rock bands ever. Ever. Oh, yeah. That has ever have deserved to be in ever. 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 I got to go to a show. You guys coming yeah. around here, like to the, in this tour, to the pavilion or anything? Our year is pretty much done. Okay. Um, I haven't gotten our schedule for next year, but hopefully we come around here. So can we come backstage right. and throw away trash for other people? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at, at this point, I don't know who's going to be allowed backstage. Yeah. But yeah. You're leaning towards the no. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's no. learning quick yeah. <laughs> right now. Keep I've us out. Yeah. Keep us in the nosebleed, Steve. Yeah. You don't want us <laughs> anywhere near. Yeah, exactly. I've been listening to the show long enough to know Doc's a troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, the troublemaker. <laughs> and the last you know, it's time, part of my contract to have a handler. Yeah. And the last time I met a band I was a big fan of, I was a bumbling idiot, too. So I don't want to go meet Journey this time. I don't want to be that yeah, same guy Yeah, Chris again. thinks you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, last time it was the Black Crows. I think I was offering yeah. him handies in the hallway or yeah. something. Oh, boy. It's not, <laughs> a, it's not a pretty sight. So 
don't know. Maybe the guys are into that, though. I don't, I don't know. Uh, not that I've been made aware of, <laughs> okay. but I mean, I'm not They're throwing it out. You know? I mean, <laughs> You're not on that list. Hey, if you want to make that offer, that's up to you. No, it's not my choice. So Arnell. <laughs> greatest Journey singer ever. And he'll, and he'll be like, uh, I can't hear you. Come down here. Get more. Yeah. Uh, well, Steve, dude, thank you so much. This means a lot to me. It's cool stuff. Awesome. My pleasure. It's going to hang in our studio right there forever. And uh, thanks for hanging out. Awesome. Thank We're going to drink some beer later together. Yes. Okay. Sure. All right. Can Sounds good. Hanging out for a while? Thanks, brother. Yes. Yeah. I, so I don't Steve take knows. to what you said. Either. This is. Oh, Steve knows how to party. <laughs> he got a hotel down here to, co- to come party with us. So, awesome. Yeah. He yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. All right. We also got Creature Comforts on the show tonight. We got uh, some beer to drink from them. Uh, Of course, I already introduced you to to Blake. Blake, thanks for being on the program. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and thanks for bringing beer, too. You brought some beer. They brought a lot. (laughs) Hope you guys are thirsty. We are thirsty. I'm getting especially thirsty. Uh, Creature Comforts all the way from Athens, Georgia. And uh, you guys came out here to do the show in person. That's cool. Yeah, it just it seems better to be here, be in the studio, have beers with you guys, talk about our beers. It's um, far better. Yeah, it's just a better experience overall, and uh, we all get to have a little more fun. I'm glad you did that. Plus, we're in good moods today. Sometimes we're dicks. Oh, yeah, and well, then exactly. you would have taken the whole flight, and we would have felt bad. Yeah, okay. so thanks for not being a dick yeah. today. Yeah, Most no of the problem. time, actually. Yeah. I mean, the night's young, but in general, I think we're going to be all right tonight. Yeah, we'll keep the beer coming, and hopefully that makes you <laughs> less dickish. I think that might happen. Sorry, are you guys spread next? Rednecks? Spreadnecks. What's red? I don't. You're beyond me, man. I don't My know. spread panic comes from Africa. Ah, I got you. So our head sellerman and our uh, one, one brewer that we just hired are both huge, uh, huge widespread dudes. Yeah. And our head sellerman, when we hired the other guy, was like, "Oh no, you're into widespread. Now I can actually be a fan." And he's like so stoked about it because oh, he had nice. nobody else to nerd out with until now. Okay, it's, it's a nerdy thing. Oh, uh, I mean, it's not necessarily. It's just somebody else's cup of tea than mine. Isn't REM from Athens? Yeah, REM, B-52s, Widespread Panic. Oh, wow. Uh, it's hey, a music oh. town, for sure. It is? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, uh, you, did you put a man on the moon? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> we actually, moon? well, we have a, a pale ale coming out that we're naming Automatic. Nice. And, um, oh. It's from the same, like, kind of inspiration that REM did Automatic for the people. I like it. Um, it's uh, off to this, like, soul food restaurant that's right in town that's a staple to uh, downtown Athens. So. Okay. Yeah. Athens sounds cool already. Oh, it does. It's a cool little college town. Yeah, University of Georgia's there. Uh, it's kind of like the Austin of Georgia. Exactly. Yeah. Like we, If you take the capital out of Austin, because that's the state capital of Texas, it's 120,000 people. It's definitely got this weird vibe. Yeah. It's got the college vibe. Uh, there's the young professional scene. It's pretty cool. Okay. I love young professionals. Well, we're going to learn all about the, uh, the Georgia <laughs> beer scene from Creature Comforts. We'll learn about the beer. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the crazy legislation that you guys have going on over there. Yeah, we're so. working through that. Okay. All right. We'll do all that after the first break. Let me get through a few announcements and a couple of uh, housekeeping items. I told you last week, Winterfest is reserved. It's Saturday, January 30th. So get ready for that. Uh, I'll announce when tickets are for sale and everything else, but mark your calendars and save the date. Saturday, January 30th. Uh, This coming Saturday, which is October 10th, we're doing an AHA rally at uh, Heretic. So uh, some of the BN will be up there hanging out with Jamil and the Heretic dudes. So uh, bring out your friends uh, and let's do some AHA membership rallying. There's also a uh, beer fest happening in UC Davis. It's the UC Davis Brew Fest on the same day, Saturday, October 10th at 1 p.m. It's just before the UC Davis homecoming football game. 
<laughs> which sounds like a great combination <laughs> uh, to me. The event celebrates UC Davis's number one ranked academic brewing program and the renowned uh, brewing sciences professor, of course, Dr. Charlie Bamforth, our good friend. Uh, ticket packages include an event ticket, a commemorative mug uh, with unlimited samplings, and then a football game ticket. Again, great combination. Uh, tickets are available at uh, ucdavisaggies.com, ucdavisaggies.com. So check that out. Or come see us at, at Heretic. Either one. Or you can do both. They're close. Um, close it's, the, it's, it's actually on the close way. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also, Moscow's Hop Life gear is available. You can go to hoplifestore.com and check it out. Great T-shirts, great designs. Moscow's been painting this stuff for a few years, and now you can get it on a T-shirt. Uh, you can support us by doing your Amazon shopping. Click the Amazon link on our homepage. It's there on the right side. It's orange. It says Amazon. I get emails from people that can't find it. I can't find the things. <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. You don't, you don't even have to easy. scroll, do you? It's just right there. Depends ah. on your screen size, but yeah, you might have to scroll a little. But it's well, just like it's not in the same place as the other website because that was the other website. So you have. <laughs> but if you look for the orange thing, it's the same Amazon orange, and then and it says the word Amazon on it. You can click that, and then do your shopping as usual, and we get a little piece of the action. It's a great way to support us. A lot of you do it. I appreciate it. What's our Amazon product of the week? Uh, it's the uh, tiny but mighty heirloom popcorn, virtually holeless, non-GMO popcorn. This is all the ra- – Alexis has been buying this, the uh, super tiny uh, popcorn kernel popcorn. Have you guys okay. had this stuff? No. The idea is it's supposed to pop, and there's supposed to be no hole that gets stuck in your teeth. Oh, I like that. Yeah, except But does the- it pop big? No. That's oh. the thing. They're like the size of your yeah. pinky nail. And I've been telling Alexa, will you just get the regular popcorn, please? Because you can't, like, hand scoop tiny popcorn. Right. It's like getting no. to the bottom yeah. of the barrel. Yeah, right. Yeah. How does it taste? Like popcorn, but really small. <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's like yeah. I have dental floss. I'll just, yeah, right. just give me the pro- anyway. But thanks for buying it through the link. We got uh, thirty-two cents from the seven ninety-nine they spent. All right, I love it. Awesome. All right. Also, subscribe and join the BN Army. Just hit the donate button. It's right above the uh, Amazon button, I believe. And uh, you can subscribe and join uh, $2 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever you can afford to help us out. And it does help quite a bit. It also enters you into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which is a $100 gift certificate given every month from More Beer. Uh, We'll send you an email if you won. Uh, last year it was David, or last month rather, it was David who finally contacted us. Thank you. Make sure your Amazon email address is current uh, so that we can contact you if you win. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and the face. And then uh, also MySpace, I believe, if you sign up on MySpace. They still do that? Mm. I want to do it. I want to bring it back. It's actually big for uh, musicians. Because you can still, yeah, it's not really. No, it's really like that's what closer. I hear, but that doesn't sound accurate. Well, that's what I hear too. I'm not. How did you know you haven't been there? But sure. like, uh, you ask Apnell. <laughs> Steve, call Apnell. Will you yeah. Yeah. ask him if he's still using MySpace? Blackberry him uh, because you can put your <laughs> songs in the in the on the page. You know, it's like for indie music. Right. All right. That's well. what I hear. That's a rumor. Okay. Send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and send feedback to feedback. At thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, Twitter game today? Yeah. The Twitter game is brought to you by the Labruski Cruise, which is this badass beer cruise that we're going on the first week of March. A bunch of us from here are doing it, and you should do it too. There is now a big, giant Labruski Cruise link on our homepage. Also on the right side, just above Donate, which is just above Amazon. Uh, if you click that, you can uh, purchase through us, and uh, it's a good way to support the BN. 
Come party with us. We're like the whole boat is going to be taken over. Music and beer. By, it's music and beer. So it's going to be these music fans and beer fans together. And I have, there's probably going to be nudity. I don't know. I'm oh, just guessing. Hey. I'm talking M- about mostly us. male. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In I the shower alone. Come on, Adam. It's it's already East Coasty stuff. Just go. <laughs> Who's Adam? That's Adam. Adam's oh, over there. Oh, the other. Because looking at you, right? Yet. I'm sorry. We went over this before sorry, the show started. You nailed Blake, it. Adam. Adam Blake. Just wait and see who answers. It's called, hey, Joe, you should go. Yeah. Just look in the corner and say a name. <laughs> All right. Come party with us. It's going to be a good time. Uh, a week on the high seas with the BN. Click the <laughs> no, Lebrewski no, cruise. No, no seas. It's swashbuckling with is the that BN. The, is that the, um, the tagline? The I just made it. high seas. Oh, and the word high is like in smoke. Different crews, different crews. Oh, so I'm probably Dif- stealing the wrong tagline. Different crews. Uh, all right, what's our Twitter game? Well, uh, you know, whenever we travel with Beardy, and by travel we mean go out in public, there's always one or two uh, <laughs> male grooming fans uh, yes. that approach him and may give him weird compliments or comments on his beard. And we got one Tips. coming to the studio today. So uh, I was always uh, wondering, um, when is it okay to compliment a man on his beard, hmm. uh, because in my mind that the the time is never. Yeah, right. I right. second that. Like you don't, you should <laughs> yeah. never, you should never yeah. go, dude. I really like the, what you're doing with your with your hair that grows out of your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and by do something, I mean not do anything with it. Right. Yeah, you, nice eyebrows, and, bro. And, and Beardy's really nice about it too, because you can hear he always goes, "Oh, thank you,", thank oh, you. and he just keeps walking. It made me think that uh, Beardy's beard is a lot like me starting the, the the BN or any of us at the BN. Okay. Uh, in terms of getting hit on, we get hit on by the wrong people. Like our fans yes. are all just tubby dudes, right? And they're like, "Dude, I love you. I love everything you do." <laughs> they I, sound just like thank that. you, thank Big you. Fan. And the same with Beardy. Like it's never chicks who go. It's always these dudes are like, "Nice beard, bro." Yeah. And it's like a dumb thing to do. Like why you did the wrong thing, Beardy? <laughs> I've always thought, that, uh, especially in, in my twenties, working at More Beer, going to um, uh, like NHC and all this kind of stuff, and occasionally you'd see. Like a female representative from a brewery there. And I would always be like, God, you know how great it would be for me just to leave this and go into like cosmetics? <laughs> yes. Where, right. Wherever yeah. you go in the conference, there's just 10,000 women. That's what I'm saying. And then me. And then it's like, okay, then this is, this is great. But, uh, you know, we got in, definitely got into the wrong uh, uh, area of work. If we to, want to be hit on. Yes. yes if we, well, yes. No, and, we, and Beardy we, grew the wrong thing. On. I did. He, did. It, he should have grown a big penis if he wanted <laughs> to get oh, I've been hit on by the right I've people. I've been trying for just as long. Yeah. <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty, but you in know. some circles that is somebody's hindsight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that even Beardy's hindsight is not twenty twenty. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Th- this is brilliant. You know, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I'm trying to get an assistant brewer job right now. I know there's a lot of those people out there, right? Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. Go get a job at L'Oreal. Yeah, yes. This is brilliant. Go work yes. for Mac or some shit, dude. Push some rouge on people. Agreed. N- not yeah. only is it all women in that convention hall, they all smell and look good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. It's As a matter of fact, you know I what? Mean, it's all... I, we I don't know... Yeah. 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 out of here. Yeah. Scott's going to be driving a pink Cadillac with Mary Kay in the next year. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what they actually look like under that shell, but... Uh, but you don't but have yeah. to. As long as it stays on. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. As long as they stay in the shell, it's fine. I'm good with that. He's like Disney. All right. So the Twitter game is, when is it appropriate to... Is it okay to compliment a man's beard? Good question. All right, that's our Twitter game today, uh, brought to you by the Labruski Cruise. All right, let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought Yay. to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com. He's doing good work for me and protecting the Hop Grenade logo. He can do so for you as well. Uh, this one is titled Fermenting in Exile, Cairo. And Jeff starts his email by calling us esteemed experts. 
It sounds like a travel channel huh. show, doesn't yeah, it? Do you think he wrote into the right show? I think he was maybe trying to write into uh, Andrew Zimmerman, maybe. Oh, yeah, or but, at least uh, Basic Brewing. I don't think he was writing. Or, or, he, said, he clearly got the email address wrong. I had to look up what exile meant. <laughs> the, 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 the booze traveler. Yes. All right, so Jeff writes in, I've recently moved to the beautiful land of Costa Rica. However, it's a veritable barren wasteland of beer. So with that said, my aim is to go native. I've recently discovered um, Carrao. <laughs> Um, I don't know how it's pronounced, but Corral or uh, Cassia Grandis, uh, available at the Saturday market. It's similar to honey in viscosity uh, with notes of chocolate and cherry. And a minor side note, it's also referred to as stinking toe because of its pungent aroma. Mm. I, I would stop there yeah. if I yeah. were you, Jeff. But um, he goes I would on. be seeking it out at the, yeah. the Saturday Bazaar. I just discovered it, so I took my flamethrower to it, and now I don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, although its medicinal properties are well documented, a search of the of the forums like uh, AHA, Northern Brewer, and the like uh, have yielded nothing on the topic. So I'm considering it as an adjunct or creating something that resembles mead. Do any of you have any experience or insight into this particular ingredient uh, and how best to harness its stinking power in the name of booze from Jeff? Anybody ever used stinking toe? I avoid stinking toes as a rule. Yeah. I have... Ten of them. Anybody heard of it? No. Of this honey-like no, substance no, from Costa Rica? But no? I'm interested in like what's what's the ingredients and whatever else is in it. Yeah. Well, how is it made? Is it uh, is it made or is it grown? Like is it uh, you know do insects make it like honey? What's the deal? Oh, yeah, I need, is it made like mead? Uh, I need to know a little bit more about what we can use it for. All right. Well, that's what he wants to know. All right, Jeff. Uh, you're gonna we need more details more about details, its, please. its properties. Let us know its properties. Its yeah. sugar content, things like that. And then we can maybe help if it yeah, should how, be used. How it yeah. Yes, Vivo. You're on. I'm on? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think I was. Um it I just Googled it. It actually looks like toes. Oh, the pl- it's a, pl- uh, oh. a plant? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's mm. not okay. Stinking not a, not Don't use this. All right. There's a picture no, of Warren's we, we, we need more info on it. All smells right. bad, tastes good, it says. Locust. Stinking toe. Okay. Let me move on, because we got a lot to get to. Um, so, yeah, write us back if you want to give us some more. So, Kevin writes in about the long shot. Remember I mentioned last oh, week yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that one of the finalists had written into us, and I was saying, I think we've had a finalist in every, every long shot, yeah. at least since Tasty, and maybe before. Somebody from the BN. Well, check this out. Uh, Kevin writes in, uh, I just wanted to reach out again and thank you for all the brewing advice over the years. I won the long shot last weekend in Denver because of it. Another winner. My Belgian Golden Strong entered under the Brewing Network club name. Sweet. Took the crown for the West. So the BN should probably stop entering future long shots or all the other clubs might start to boo us. Sounds, sounds about right. Which is true. We are now dominating the long shot competition. What's next? Yeah. We've had a lot of winners in that thing, we got to dominate yeah. Costa Rica. It's crazy. <laughs> I just Googled. He's, uh, he's Kevin Nanzer from Mountain View. All he's right. even a neighbor. Oh, yeah. Got, come bring some to uh, the grenade, Kevin. Please. He also says, and maybe Sam Adams would like this little tidbit of information, thank you again. I only entered because we mentioned it on the session. Oh, which oh nice. we did. We helped promote it for them this year. So yeah. maybe that's why it's all BN winners. They hear yeah. about it on our, on our show. 
All right. Uh, Scotty B. writes in. Uh, this is an email about Meg from Golden Road, who was on our show last week. He says, that was a great interview you guys did with the CEO of Golden Road. But then again, Justin is the world's greatest interviewer, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, I meant to edit that out. Yeah. Sorry. This is my favorite email These ever. are two emails in this feedback that are written to the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. But you, I usually you just take e- those, those yeah. sentiments out of the feedback. But um, I'm done with the rest of the email, even. I'm not even going to read his point. <laughs> so who, who gave you a better month, like, Steve uh, or this young man mm, on the feedback? Still Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been a fan of Journey longer than I've been a fan of myself. So... Uh, <laughs> so the journey stuff is still cool. Um, he does say, I'd like to point out um, that the term craft beer is not unlike the term organic. Certain criteria must be met in order for products to be sold as such. And while the quality may remain awesome, it might even get better, Golden Road, St. Archer, and even Lagunitas are no longer craft beer by definition. So you're right, Scotty B. The uh, according to the uh, Brewers Association, who defines what uh, craft beer is, uh, that would be correct. They're no longer called craft brewers. He does say, I don't have, I don't harbor any resentment towards them. But if I sold organic food products, and one day for whatever reason I started using ingredients that made my food product no longer fall within the criteria of organic, I could no longer call my product organic. So they're now macro and should no longer get to be in the craft beer club and reap those benefits, whether it's financial, marketing, or good old-fashioned street cred. Your adoring fan, Scotty B. Isn't, the, uh, isn't it just arbitrary, though, what the criteria – people just make up what the criteria is, don't they? Well, that's arguable. The Brewers Association – Got together. It's a board, by the way. It's not like one person. It's not Charlie Papazian standing there saying this is what it is. They have defined it. What they have done over the years as craft beer has grown, and it could be argued as some of their major contributors have grown, like Sam Adams, they have redefined craft beer over and over again by increasing the uh, barrelage definition. Yeah. So... Whether that happens now, I don't know. I do think also you're, um, the macro breweries are allowed to own a stake in craft breweries, but not over a certain amount. And if it goes over – do you know what – I see one of the creature comfort uh, – 30%. Uh, 30%. If they own over 30, they're no longer a craft brewery. But if they own 29, they can still be a – so, yeah – Arbitrary is arguable. Maybe so. They get together as a team and figure it out. Right. I guess. That, that's it. Right. And maybe arbitrarily arbitrary. figure it out. I think it's based on the uh, overall landscape of craft brewing, though. I mean, I think there are statistics and there are there's information that comes into play, but it has certainly moved. And I've heard, uh, you know, some small brewers say, really, you are just moving it for for big breweries that are involved. And, right. And well, that's kind of the point. Like, if it can be moved, yeah. then what do we, you know? It's also yeah, yeah. They're, they're nice bar graphs that showing the beer the craft industry continuing to grow is going to have a huge drop off once they start cutting out Lagunitas and Sam Adams and the big breweries because that's a huge chunk of that bar graph and so it's going to look yeah. like the industry just had a really shitty year yeah but they're going to have to put a little asterisk saying well it's because yeah every, all the big guys are not craft anymore the other, the other guys the other part of this though it, it does have to craft the craft industry is so young that. I think it's obvious that it did have to adjust and move. Because what would they do with any brewery? Like, you know, sure. let's say they arbitrarily at some point, you know, called it 40,000 barrels. Well, all of a sudden, all these people who were reaping success but still following all of the, uh, you know, uh, policies, procedures, and ethos of craft beer started making 50,000 barrels. Well, that's still small. It was a young industry when they designed, when they declared 40. 
it makes sense to move it to 50. So I do think that there is uh, good reason to adjust it. The question, I guess, just becomes how far do we keep adjusting it, right? But it's a fledgling industry still, right? What are we, I don't know, 20 years old, something like that? And, and the ones that are, any of the breweries that are 20 years old are really, they've been around for a while. Most of us have been around for about 10 or less. What time? Uh, what uh, year did Creature open? We're a year and a half old as of yesterday. See, youngins, and it's a new industry. And there's so many of you opening up in the last, you know, several years. So it, it is a weird position for them to be in because, you know, as you say, they, they do need to adjust and grow. Everyone changes their ideals over time. Hopefully, you know, if if you're stuck in one definition of something for the rest of your life, you're not really growing or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, if you change it too often, you kind of defeat the purpose of having a definition in the first place. Because it doesn't really matter what it is. In five years, it could change to include the thing that it, it's excluding right now. So I think at some point, they do have to go, this is it. This is our hard out, exactly what it is. Anything over this limit or anything not meeting these guidelines can't be called craft beer. Or stop caring what's craft beer or not anymore and just call it beer. Yeah. Because it, doesn't, it truly doesn't matter. Because as the craft, quote-unquote, it inches more towards what, quote-unquote, macro beers do... Um, by who owns them, um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it ceases to be as big of a of a deal. I think. I see what you mean. Well, the consumer we, is more interested. What kind of beer is it? Like, is it right? Is it macro or craft? Right. Well, just because they're thirty percent or half owned by a macro, this, now they can't say it's craft beer anymore. They have to say it's like, you know, artisanal or uh, right. They can't use the word like. Really? We, we need a new name. We need to, right. you know a new name for. Well, and that's what yeah, I think. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But that then, I think, and this is what I think the Brewers Association would maybe be afraid of, is then it just dilutes craft beer, too. And now if we're just picking another name, artisanal well, it, beer, now we're diluting what craft beer means. Okay, but we're diluting it by what the definition yeah. in, you know, encompasses, which is ownership. Sure. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe in a, world, in a future world, we won't even care who, like that much about Ownership. Maybe we it's care really more about, about ingredients and the process. Yeah, and, and the culture and all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's interesting times. When's Creature Comforts getting bought out? You're about yeah. you're about due, yeah. right? Year and a half? Yeah. How much longer are you going to be craft? Don't, don't you go and send out a press release tomorrow saying you got bought out. <laughs> <and> not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to scoop, scoop you. Us. Somebody else is going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, no, no. We're not going to be sold out. We're good. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> At least the beer's not, not that at least good. not tomorrow. Be all right. You haven't had it yet. I know. What a that's why. <laughs> that's what the funny. Oh, never mind. We put a Mickey Mouse can uh, out there, and you'll love yeah! it. Oh, I love everything about it. I'll pay a premium ever. for it too. That's the only way I'll, I'll go over twenty bucks you a want. I'm making a preemptive a prediction. I'm saying one of the beers we have tonight from Creature Comforts gets nominated for the 2015 Beer of the Year on the Brewing Network Awards. Wow! I'm saying Whoa. it right now in October. Wow. All right, I'm just putting it out there. I'm calling a shot. No. No. <laughs> no that, they sent him in for the – I've had it on the Sour Hour. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Wow. All right. Jared writes in, uh, thank you, asshats. Uh, I wanted to send a big thanks to the whole BN team, past and present. Started homebrewing in 06, discovered your shows in 07, and worked my way through the archives. Because of the episodes of Mufasa talking about only being as good as the brewer who made your extract, <laughs> I moved into all-grain brewing. Because of Jamil and JP, I earned the rank of uh, certified as a BJCP judge. Nice. Um, and needless to say, you guys did a lot for my resume. In 2009, I took the assistant brewer position with Iron Hill Brewery in Pennsylvania and later Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. First media Pennsylvania, then Phoenixville. I worked with some incredible brewers and was uh, able to apply the knowledge I learned from you uh, and then move on to becoming the head brewer at a startup brew pub craft beer bar 
That's all one thing, apparently, in Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> Uh, the bar itself has been open for almost three years, but the brewery is just over a year old. Because of the things I learned from you, thank you. They, oh, they won a JBF medal this year. Nice. Oh, yeah, awesome. First medal. Nice. Gold in honey beer. Oh, nice. oh. Honey beer's a category now? Apparently. Yeah, forget about the increasing number of, of barrelage. <laughs> How about the increasing number of styles that we have categories for? I have uh, uh, honey from West African hives. That's my style. That West sounds, African yeah, hive honey beer. Honey, honey beer, yes. yeah. I won gold. Yeah, because you were the only <laughs> right. one. Right. Uh, well, until everyone gets a medal, they need to keep adding categories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there it is. Gold Electric Stinger. Nice. Tap your company. Well, congratulations. And he goes on to name. say, JP, you're my Jesus. Oh. Which oh, I feel like huh. that's encroaching on my territory. Jesus. Uh, but it is what it is, bro. I'll allow it. Thank you. Bronze in that category was Spring Fever from 50-50. Man, if you're beating 50-50, you mm. really know what you're doing. Yeah, they make yeah. good beer, too. Well, Todd's dying, isn't he? He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> he's, he's not oh, brewing. Yeah, I think there's that. If you're not brewing, you're dying, You're dying, bro. <laughs> All right. And then finally, Adam writes in. Um, it's He writes in with a advice on an easy fix for the intro to brewing subject. A few weeks ago, I was listening, and there was a feedback uh, that someone wanted to hear more shows about the basics of brewing. And I said, that he, he uh, says, that uh, <laughs> it would be boring to go back and redo shows on subjects that are not new. Yeah. Or yeah. We've uh, said that several times. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think I was saying I, wouldn't, I didn't want to rehash like everything. That, that right. would bore me. Right. Um, so he actually gives it. A pretty good suggestion. He says, well, how about on your off weeks, you release old shows that, spe- that are, are specifically related to brewing basics? I can't imagine it would cost that much money, um, although he says, I don't know anything about radio. But uh, being that I listen to your shows on Stitcher and pulling old shows on the program is not the easiest thing in the world to do, and I'm lazy, I would love to be able to get access to shows that you personally think are good educational shows for the new homebrewer. It's not, not a bad, bad idea. We could, bad, we, yeah. it, just, it just moves them up the list on the podcast feed. Or we could edit them a little bit, too, and make them a little more concise, take out Doc's bullshit. Uh, please, please, please. <laughs> or, I mean, we People could, leave for this. They leave, they leave for they it. Leave You're right. They, yeah. 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 they do. I think they I just did. saw someone walk out the yeah. door. The bar was crowded two hours ago. Yeah. Shut up. Um, I think what we could maybe even do is, like, I don't know, once a month or whatever, you cherry pick, like, the top five and have, like, the, for the next five hours, we're going to play the, the five shows that are uh, intros to mashing or, you know, something yeah. like that and have more uh, yeah. hand-picked uh, archive material. That might be fun. Yeah. I like it. It's a good suggestion. Thank yeah. you, Adam. Um, I lost my concentration at the end because of this ridiculous thing happening in my tap room right now. And it happens, it's been happening since we opened, what? and it pisses me off. Tinder? Why is it, why is it fucking daylight in my tap room right now? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. How many times do I have to ask people to, to turn down the lights when it gets dark? Like, people are, it's, what is it, a library? What, are we reading books out there? We're trying to hang out hey. and drink beer together. It's Tinder. They should not yeah. see. Exactly. Is that what it is? You don't want to see your date yeah. anymore? Exactly. Yeah. You, you meet at dark the, places on purpose. If you see the, the, the movement of the putty knife on the face, on the makeup, <laughs> it's too it's much. Yeah. I mean, how are people going to get some left. Tinder action in in my bar if the lights are at no, eight? They're, they're not. I think it looks fine. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they just turned it down. They, yeah, they oh, can they hear you. They've now turned it down. They can hear you yelling. Doesn't everybody look bad? Look, the, yeah. the men no. are more oh, handsome. The women are sexy. Everything. The beer even tastes better now. I can I can um, taste it from here. Take it down or not. The shadow from Kevin's gut is l- less. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it just, we just shaved five pounds off Kevin just with that one, yeah. the one thing. 
Oh, uh, Kevin, I think you look svelte and handsome. Yeah, you're perfect. You're yeah. sexy, man. I just there are th- there are certain things, you know. Yeah. Like most oh, of yeah. the time, I'm just I'm pretty laid back. But well, there's just a couple not... of things that really. I think it could take down a couple more lumens. <laughs> you out think there. so? Yeah, I really idea. <laughs> Uh, Jack did a good job. He went over there and fixed it for us. All right. I'll stop yelling about it. All right, fine. <laughs> Until tomorrow when they fucking do it again. <laughs> They're fuck-ups. Let's yeah. burn this or place ten minutes. to the ground. Let's burn it with everybody burn in it. Burn it down! <laughs> uh, all right. Feedback's brought to you today by John at Beer Law Center. Yay. I'm a beer Law Center. talk about him a little bit? I bet he turns his lights down uh, You know, when he gets home at night. Or someone might sue him. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break. I'm going to go out and yell at people. I think you should. Uh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> I actually just have to pee. Bevo has me on this stupid thing. Oh, Jesus. Uh, dude. Wait, can we talk about this later? Because I actually, this is going to be a, a thing, and no, I have to pee really bad. talk right now about it. I'm going to make you sit <laughs> uh, through your... Uh, uh, Never uh, listen to Bevo with it's life It's a dumb advice. thing. And I'm dumb for going along with it. I'm yeah. going to admit that right yeah, now. You're not you a camel. Love me. And, and the suggestion came from a person who said it's a total failure. Don't do it. And then mm-hmm. Bevo's like... I think I want to do that. <laughs> and the guy was like, so here's what I happened. want to fail. So yeah. Push Eject starts telling us about this thing where he drank a gallon of water a day oh, yeah. for a mm. month. Yeah. Because, you know, he read something on the internet that said it would change his life. It's a flushy yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It can make your skin so, better. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, so he's telling us his story, and very quickly he says, it was useless. Not one change. Like, not a, I did not notice one difference in my health other than peeing a every... Lot. Right? A lot. So yeah. instantly, Bevo goes, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> And I said her right away, did you just hear what he said? He said it was useless. Well, I think that she likes to sit down. So it's for more sitting. Yeah, it, it interrupts her work, so she can go to the bathroom. Ah, more break. Yeah. So she more breaks. she instantly goes, "I want to do that," and and I and I tell her this is ridiculous. Did you hear? And then she goes, "Yeah, do you want to do it with me?" And I say, "Yes." What the fuck is wrong with me? You also heard Push um, just say the fault is I'm failure. there, I, yeah. and I'm criticizing her for it. And then I'm like, "Yeah, it the sounds cool. Let's totally try." It. With you, the fault is yours. Because yeah. I feel like it's a challenge. I feel like it's virtually impossible. Okay, you're fine. And then I'm it's just very, always always up for some stupid challenge. It's very hard. I mean, I think you would benefit. Maybe not doing the whole thing. Why did you? Doc just full pivoted and stared at me. <laughs> like not turn the head, but it was anyway. uncomfortable. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck are you going to... But I think you would benefit from drinking more water. Right. Mm-hmm. And so on that score, it, it's good. But uh, yeah, Push was telling me about this too. And I looked up online. There's tons of doctors going, don't do that. You don't... <laughs> Drink and you're thirsty. That's it. You're, that's you're, it. Like, drink drinking thirsty. water doesn't hydrate your skin. That, that that's insane. People think that. It doesn't that. get rid of the wrinkles. Yeah. Like, like this one all, here. Bevo and I are doing it now. I have I have very dry skin. I have awful skin, and I that's what lotions for, quench baby. my thirst oftentimes with coffee. So well, I I'm constantly straddling the line of dehydration. So I'm I'm doing it. They're not related. You just that's a non sequitur. You have dry skin thirsty. and you drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. So now we're gonna. I literally just yeah. sat here and said, right. "Drinking water doesn't hydrate your skin." Well, I think you're wrong. But I. Uh, okay. It's not oh, yeah. an opinion. L- yeah. Look it up online. I think that I the internet up. is Here's smarter it. than you. Well, what I read was incorrect. Yourhealthylifenow.com says. Well, there's the difference between blog nutritioners, uh, nutritionists, and doctors who are who get written in and be like, "No, you guys need to seriously stop doing this. It doesn't. It literally oh, yeah. does nothing." Well, needless to say, I look at um, this is going to be the longest segment of the show that we do. Yeah. Uh, Blake, 
We're, we're going to limit your interview to three questions per segment. <laughs> All right. Because good. Bevo and I will have to go pee every 12 minutes. No, I'm not even kidding. I really have to go. And I, like, I'm on, I have five more glasses of water to drink. <laughs> on top of all the beer I'm going to drink. Oh, yeah. You better drink wow. the beer. You can drink water does, later. Does beer oh, yeah. count as water? No. Uh, that's a th- so I'm getting no, more than a gallon. Oh, damn. I think we got 90%, 95% water in beer. So That's what I think. You're but, good. But alcohol is also a, like a diuretic, right? So I'm just getting yeah, rid of yeah, all that Is water. it helping out your hangovers? The beer? No, the water. Yes. Uh, well, I, we just started today. We just started uh, today. Uh, but, but yes, when I drink water, it totally helps my hangovers. Yeah. Not like I'll remember. tell you tomorrow. I'll there tell you, you go. I'll tell you what, because tonight will be my first gallon. I know I'm going to drink enough to have a hangover. Yes, you are. And, and so we'll see how tomorrow goes. You're going to feel like yeah. shit tomorrow because you got to wake up five yeah. times yeah. to pee. Yeah. You can sleep. No, he'll, he'll wake up with the bed soaked in urine. No, no. He's just like, I, I, I'm so tired tomorrow. Because I, oh, I, I, I have to wake up five times to pee. Right. And then you're, you're going to, like, uh, break your toe walking down the stairs at 4 in the morning. It's going to do so much more harm than good. I wake up with a cracked head. Yeah. I fell. All right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to go out there and find out how many Tinder people are making out now that we turn the lights down. And we'll be back with Creature Comforts from Athens, Georgia. Hang in there. It's the session. we got a great night planned for you. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... 
Brew Your Own magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. Woohoo! Awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotation frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Brewcasters are back. It ain't 401 beer. Whatever. All right. Welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. We've got the dudes from Creature Comforts in the studio with us, all the way from Athens, Georgia. They took the BN jet to the Concord Airport. How's the flight? And, uh, the BN jet's killer. It's nice, right? Yeah. yeah. It's very fancy. I yes. mean, jet, loosely defined. Uh, yeah. It's more like a glider, but... Uh, I mean, you fit in the cargo bay perfectly, I'm sure. You can hear toilet flushing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Is that, a toilet? That's, that's how you know it's custom built, is uh, I asked right. for that. Was Beva wearing the stewardess outfit? Because I made... The flight like attendant, jo- Scott. Oh. Flight attendant. <laughs> oh, whatever. Was she wearing yeah. the uniform? That's the important part. <laughs> Uh, so it's uh, Adam uh, Beecham, who's the uh, uh, brewmaster and co-founder of Creature Comforts, is here with us. Yeah. And then also uh, Blake Tires, is that how you said? Yep, Tires, yeah. like on a car. There we go. Blake Tires. Uh, who's or an the, who's airplane. The, who's the head brewer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and thanks again for coming out, uh, out to the studio to, yeah. to do thanks this. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. We've already got some Creature Comforts beer in our glass. We should just start by talking about that. Let's do things different and talk about beer for a change. What? Uh, what's in our glass? Uh, you want... Sure. Yeah, uh, this is our uh, Bebo. It's a Pilsner's kind of continental style Pilsner. Uh, the only big difference we do with it is there's a little bit of Motueka in it, so it gives it sort of a subtle fruitiness uh, in addition to uh, the normal things you expect out of a Pilsner. So um, pretty happy with this one. We've been working on it for a long time, and uh, and yeah, so it's kind of straight up, a little twist. That's did you, a nice beer. Did you give it that, that name so that uh, drunk patrons at a bar trying to order Pivo will end up with your beer? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We don't have... Uh, we don't have Firestone out in Georgia. No, you don't? No. no. Um, Lucky you. So you can actually sell some pills then. <laughs> Lucky you. Oh, well, because otherwise, they, how are they going to sell pills? Yeah. 
<laughs> by making a damn good pill scotch. It, it is, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, this damn good. Mr. Backhanded Compliment. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Scott negging everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just well, negged him. Yeah. So what you can. <laughs> well, I, I think they just ripped off Bevo. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, such big fans. The name at Beer Law Center. So we like our one of our our main motto is crave curiosity, and it's something we set forth like from the very beginning. And we we basically have this pathway that we say um, if you are curious and you ask a lot of questions, then you'll figure out what your passion is, and then we encourage people to follow their passions. And once you follow your passion, then you'll discover um, what you love in life and a lot of hard work, obviously, because it's really hard to get through that. But then once you work really hard on what you're passionate about, then you can sit down and enjoy the creature comforts of life because oh, wow. you're you're happy. And the creature comforts are the little things that make you feel good. So we always wanted to – we try to think about, like, what made brilliant minds curious. And so we looked to Einstein pretty quickly on that one. And uh, we said, you know, sure, we could do an equals MC square beer. But what what really made that guy curious? And we found out he had a parrot named Bebo. And then we – also found out that means I drink in Latin. Nice. So we stopped right there. We're like, that's the name of the beer. Wow. Yeah. I did find one. F- I love the story uh, that how the creature comforts comes about. I did find one flaw in your logic. All right, what you got? Well, the most curious person I know is Moscow. He asks more stupid questions than anybody I've ever met in my life, and he has no idea what his passion in life is. He's still <laughs> floundering like a fish out of water. I am? Uh, he has no idea. How long have you been doing this, Scott? <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. I mean, I, I have a lot of passions. Are yeah. you saying I'm supposed to narrow it to one? Is yeah, yeah, I think you find out like the one thing. You know. Napping uh, is up there. <laughs> yeah, napping's really good. Uh, I, I love the story. Uh, Bebo's a good name. So I'm glad you mentioned the the fruity hop mm-hmm. because that is definitely one of the first things I picked up from the Pilsner. Right yeah. Great uh, dry Pilsner uh, backbone, but then yeah, there's some some kind of, and I guess it's from the hop. Absolutely, that's right there. It's kind of a low proportion. It's Saz and uh, Sterling, otherwise, but uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit there, and it was meant to be subtle. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, we use a Bach yeast for it. it. It's kind of like a low sulfur yeast, so it allows us to produce it a little bit faster uh, than a typical Pilsner. You know, you have a six-week residence time sometimes with a, with a Pilsner. This one we can crank out about three weeks or so. Nice. Something like that, and it, it comes out tasting pretty much like this. So. It's really good yeah. beer. A low I sulfur can... yeast? Yes. So very... Don't you want sulfur in pills? Uh, it's a characteristic that you can be happy with up to a certain amount, but then it starts to get eggy, and it, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, it's not desirable, uh, but it's tolerable. Uh, it, it's, most Pilsner yeast will, will pump it out, and then you, when you lager it, it goes away. So you just you live with it until it goes away. And what he's trying to do is get get it through faster, which is a great thing for most home brewers because most home brewers like they don't really want to sit on a beer for six to eight weeks. I'm too impatient. Yeah. yeah so too. to not start with sulfur is basically what you're doing too. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes through it during the fermentation. It kind of volatilizes off. It's got a really active fermentation. It just blows off. It's volatile. So, okay. Yeah. And you brought it in a – I hate the name of these things, but I get it because uh, I just don't like when we just mash fucking <laughs> words together. You brought it in a crowler, which is this which is this new, like, can – it's a big can, right? It's a big can. And is – how do you – how do you do that? Like you can can it right at your at your yeah. It works bar. just like a growler. Um, so basically, you you know, like all cans, you get it with no top on it. Okay. Um, and then so normally when you go through a canning line, it goes gets filled and then it gets seamed through a seamer. Um, so you basically have a manual one fill seamer as a crowler. So you take the empty can, you fill it up just like you would a growler, and then you throw the lid on it and put it in the machine to seal it. 
Got it. Uh, so it's just it's a canned version of a growler. People are doing this at tap houses and all sorts of things now, right? Yeah, it's it offers some. Uh, you know, you kind of go back and forth, and we we went through this a lot actually when we started thinking. You know, do we want to do a, a growler or offer the canned growler, the growler? Um, because this way it's a single time use, so you don't get like the reduce reuse part of it. Uh, okay, you, you can yeah. still recycle. Uh, but at the same time, we can ensure that you know you're not getting a growler back that's growing mold or has some kind of weird fungus in it. Sure, uh, we don't have to worry about cleaning them. It's a we you know we can pull it through, have a good product go inside, and then we don't have to worry about the cleanliness. Now we know it's a brand new vessel that our beer's going into. Also, some rookies will take a growler and they'll open it and they'll pour a pint that night, right? And then a week later. And then it's it's flat or it's not good, and they then they complain to you that you gave them a bad beer. Right. So uh, this is great because one, the seal is going to be better than like a twist top on a growler. Okay. And two, you can't close it, so it makes you drink it all at once. So what is your experience then with the freshness in general? Like, if I buy a growler from you, it, it, can I have it in my fridge for two weeks? We recommend you drink it within forty eight hours. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it it probably would do okay, but I mean, it is going to get worse every day. Yeah. Um, and you know, just like any packaged beer, that's the case. Um, this, because there's that, there's a more human element to it where, you know, we're dialing in our canning line, checking for DO, making sure that it's being filled really well. Yeah. This, we can't really do that as much. Okay. Um, so we certainly have an educated staff that are amazing and they'll fill it their best ability. Uh, but just because of that human error that goes in there, we, we tell people to drink with 48 hours. And you guys have a regular canning line, so it kind of makes sense that your growler would be a can too. Yeah, absolutely. It's an extension of just our, our brand line in general. Okay. Does the seamer in the tasting room have a, like a splash guard on it? Because the seamer at Heretic was the, the wettest job because you just got a beer shower mm. every now and then. Yeah, it definitely makes a little bit of a mess. It's kind of you know, wiping it down all the time and stuff. You have to grease it all the time. Like Oscar mm-hmm. Blues sells this stuff, so they're like okay. can crazy. They you know sell the crawler machine. It, uh, but the bartender doesn't get sprayed every now and then. Uh, right? It, it kind of spins around a little yeah. bit, and there's a little splatter zone. Yeah, oh, okay. it, it's not terrible. But I love a beer shower. Yeah. I think that's the best job. In <laughs> no, the no, you you love a beer in the shower. Oh, no, sorry. Right. Yep, it's different. Yep, good it's call different for you. Yeah, and good then call. you have to work afterwards too after the beer shower. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't really work. Right. So, <laughs> so when are you going to name it, Mister Crowley? <laughs> That's better than a than a uh, the Crowley. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't like the whole. We just mash words together. It's a weird thing. Moose. But whatever. That's, yeah. you, like you didn't. You guys didn't invent it. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. That's weird. Well, I was young and dumb then. Oh, okay. I was. You know, yeah. this was in 05 and stupid. I agree. That was a dumb thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still use. It's still like my username and a bunch of shit too. <laughs> Should change it to another one that's equally Good. dumb. Brewing caster. <laughs> Brewing broadcaster. Yeah. So what is the beer scene like in Georgia? I know nothing about this state. I have never been there. Uh, I've been to a lot of places in this country, but I've never been there. It's um, a, in scheme of things, it's a relatively young state for beer. Okay. Uh, we've got about 40 brew pubs and breweries total in the entire state, um, wow. which Atlanta is the fifth largest beer market, craft beer market in the country. So about sixty-six wow. percent of the beer we're drinking in Georgia, craft beer speaking, is imported from out of state. Interesting. So that's something uh, that we really, you know, want to address, and we, we've definitely tried to put forth. I mean, but there's just not a lot of breweries. Um, so the main reason for that is uh, we have pretty poor laws, if not the poorest laws, to support breweries in the country. Okay. Um, so we've been working for that and, you know, they kind of put us in perspective, you know, we're a year and a half old. Uh, we opened with a 30 barrel brew house and we're probably going to make around 12,000 barrels this year. Um, we have to make that much. You have to open that big because 
you don't have the tasting room where you can just sell a pint of beer. We can't sell beer in our tasting room in Georgia. No brewery can have a tasting room in Georgia. You have tasting rooms, but you skirt around it. Um, so until July 1st of this year, it was basically that you could sell a glass, and that glass could come with free samples that you drink uh, after a tour. Okay. So as part of a promotional tour, you can have up to 32 ounces of beer. Um, we pushed really hard for new legislation this past year. Got it changed to where uh, you could have up to 36 ounces on site and 72 ounces to go. Uh, we no longer have to give away beer. So it used to be like if you didn't want to buy a glass, you could just walk in and say, hey, uh, I don't want to buy the glass. I want free beer. And we had to give it to you. Wow. Yeah. So obviously that makes it pretty tough to operate in a tasting room when you have to give away the product that you're supposed to make your, your bread and butter off of. And honestly, it makes it nearly impossible to be a small brewery. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's... Like, that's why we started with a 30-barrel brew house. I mean, you can't... The amount of capital you have to get to open up a brewery in Georgia is significantly higher than anywhere else. I mean, you have great breweries all over the country now that are operating, like, five, ten-barrel brew houses um, and starting up with capital from mom and dad or, sure. you know, wherever. Like, it's actually feasible to not, you know, to, to, to open up a brewery pretty easily. Because they don't because they have a tap room. Right. Because yeah, you get the, you know, the sales of a pint. Sure, yeah. Uh, They're which, making a fraction of what the... Uh Per gallon. Exactly. Uh, we back. just have to make a ton of beer because we can't sell it across the bar. Yeah. So, so if you start small, you're just going to be a losing operation until you're big enough. Tasty, you probably know some of these numbers better than me, even if they're just offhand numbers. But I've heard brewers come in here and say, oh, yeah, when we when we started, 80% of our income came from that taproom. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, 60, yeah. 80, like just oh, but yeah, all huge model. numbers. It was only practical because of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. we're, and it, a lot of people say, like, oh, it's because you're in the South. Well, we're the only state in the South, actually. Like Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida all can sell beer in their tasting room in some way or another. Wow. Um, so it's not that at all. It's just gotten to the point where Georgia's the only one. We're one of only, I think, you know, maybe two or three states at this point where you can't sell beer in the tasting room. Um, so it's, it's obviously a huge legislative hurdle and we're working really hard on trying to change it because it's, I mean, if, if we want to stay competitive in, in the, you know, us beer market, yeah, this is something that has to change. No, so the incubator, with, the, the feature. Yeah. I got some emails sent to me. So we've covered this topic a little bit in our beer news. And then I've gotten some info when people heard you're going to be on the show, we started, we got this little flood of emails about the, this topic. And some of the things that I I've been reading is that. Uh, all right, so this law passed now. Let me just let me see if I have an overview of what's happening. All right, this this bill essentially passed and uh, that allows you to you do a tour, and then at the end of the tour, you're allowed to give away a souvenir, and that souvenir happens to be the beer, right? So they can take that home. But what I was reading was that the the definition of that souvenir or how you are judged on whether or not you're actually doing retail sales or giving away a souvenir can be rather arbitrary and harsh. And in fact, if you were deemed to be doing retail sales, and one way I read that you could be deemed as doing that is that if you charge for your tour in such a way that reflects the cost of the beer that you're giving away as a souvenir, you would be deemed as actually be doing retail sales yeah. and could lose your ability to, to do that for up to a year. Yeah, so the way it basically works is all through the legislative process, we were very upfront uh, as a Brewers Guild for Georgia saying, you know, this is what we're going for. We There's no hiding about it. We want to be able to charge. Uh, we want to be able to sell beer. Um, our compromise is that we'll be able to sell tours. And, yeah, we're going to have variable price tours based on what kind of beer you're getting or what kind of tour you're getting. Okay. And we want to be able to take souvenir beers away uh, as part of that. None of that was 
hidden during all the discussions. And then we even, uh, as the law got passed, there was a few uh, months where we were contacting our, uh, the DURs we have, I think it's like your ABC. It's your local governing uh, body that regulates alcohol sales and taxes and things like that. Okay. Uh, so we, you know, several breweries within Georgia contacted the DUR and said, this is how we're planning on interpreting this law. Is this okay? Can we sell uh, five different tour packages? One of them comes with souvenir package. Some of them don't. Uh, you know, basically just making sure, and we were very upfront about it and they said, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, up until Friday at 4.30 PM of GABF until a bulletin came through, um, that just said, uh, all of that is no longer good. Here's how we're interpreting the law. If you have anything that seems like retail sales, mm-hmm. we're going to call it retail sales. And you've, no matter what, if you have anything that's based on the price of a tour, um, then we're going to are based, based on, the, on price the price of, of a alcohol. Beer. Yeah. yeah, then we're going to call it retail sales. So, and, and we're going to cite you. And then the first offense is they take away your license as a tasting room, which is a whole year for a year. Yeah. And your second offense is what? Uh, I think it's five years, but okay. the license is only good for a year at a time anyway. Uh, but <laughs> and yeah. your third offense is that they will just take your brewery license, right? Yeah, you're gone. And also at the end of that bulletin that came out at GABF, if I'm not mistaken, it also said, we are not meeting with any of you to interpret this law in any other way. That's that. Well, that Essentially, was... like I'm paraphrasing, but that's what they said. Yeah, we contacted them and said, you know, we've had a great relationship with the DOR and they've been okay. very helpful and they've been very upfront with us. And then... Uh, just all of a sudden, like we kind of didn't have that conversation anymore where we reached out to him and uh, we said, no, uh, we're not taking any meetings at this time. We're not going to change the interpretation of this. Since they seem unaware of how breweries are legis- or regulated in other states, are they unaware that breweries also taxed in other states? Like, do you at least get no state excise tax? <laughs> oh, no. We're quadruple taxed oh, on the beer what? we have to give away. Wow. Yeah. So you pay more for the beer you have to give away than if it goes out the door in kegs and we pay like cans? sales. Uh, he, uh, our numbers guy could speak this better, but uh, okay. uh, our numbers guy, our CEO, uh, we <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get we pay sales tax on the tour. We pay use tax, which is based on the fair market value of the beer that we're giving away, which you can't sell. That we at can't fair sell. Market value. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, and then there's. There's the excise, excise tax, tax, federal excise yeah. tax. There's um, who knows wow. behind this? <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's do we have to go to? Well, because yeah. it's, One word, it's Obama. It's obvious that <laughs> thank you. Being able to do retail sales and create jobs and, in fact, uh, create revenue for the state is is a no-brainer. So some industry, some something, wants to keep small brewers from doing retail sales. Am I accurate in assuming that? Yes. Okay. So is it a large distributor state? Is there a, a huge lobby from big distributors or big beer? Um, we do have a decent opposition from the distributor lobby. Um our, I will say, our distributor's been great. Um, and so we, we have a great distributor partner. There's a lot of distributors in Georgia. And so collectively, it's interesting. Like you have, I feel like it's so very different between distributors and the distributor lobbyist group or okay. the wholesalers group. Sure. Uh, collectively, they yeah. kind of. Like collectively, you have a different mindset yeah. than as individual, you know, either brewers or wholesalers, whoever. So that's traditionally been our opposition. Um, and it's it's interesting because even talking to them one-on-one, most of them will agree with you that, yeah, this isn't going to hurt our business. It's going to help it. You talk to distributors outside of state, they said, absolutely. Hmm. Uh, you know, craft consumers or, or brewers are our only growth market right now. Yeah. Um, and so it's you get a lot of back and forth. And, I, you know, it's hard to say exactly what it is for them that keeps 
this opposition coming. Um, but for us, I mean, that's traditionally who we found is the distributor lobbyist group has been, has been tough. Um, we've have not had any problems with our distributor. It's awesome because like, sure. so obviously that's the only people who can sell our beer through and we're selling a lot of beer. We have great growth and they've been a great partner for us and they make sure our beer's fresh and on the shelf and moving well. So it's not that you're not doing well and able to grow, but your growth is stunted it's by just the fact different. that you can't sell another, I don't know, 10, 20,000 barrels of beer right out of your tasting room. Or not even us, it's just much as like the state in general. Um, because you no longer have the guy that's making a thousand barrels a year and creating all the crazy cool stuff that, you know, yeah. there's no tasting room only events. There's no bottle releases really. Um, there's no, um, you know, small batch stuff that doesn't go through distribution. So what it stifles more than anything is not only like the individual job growth where like you can make, uh, a thousand barrels a year and still have 20 employees yeah uh, but now it's that okay you have to make 10,000 barrels a year and you're gonna have 20 employees and everybody has to make uh the most simple beers possible or the most beers that are most appealing and possible so it changes really the creative attitude and what's offered in the market more so than anything else are yeah. there brew pubs how how would a brew pub function in uh that? there are brew pubs so f- that 40 number includes brew pubs and breweries um, so we have brew pubs as well. They can distribute kegs. They can't package anything else, and they can't sell anything to go. No they, growlers to go. But they go. can sell no pints growlers. in-house. Yeah, they can sell pints in-house, and there's like the 50-50 rule, which is not that uncommon with having uh, food sales versus beer sales. They're we capped, have some of that. They capped at like 8,000 barrels or something like that? Uh, 10, they, yeah, they can only distribute so much, and they can only make so much. Uh, I don't think anybody in Georgia is pushing that limit. Um, since there is no package to go sales and things like that, and they can't package beer, period, except for in a keg. keg. Um, You're so, on the Brewers Guild, right? I am, yeah. Oh, I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of work to do, man. Yeah, you yeah. do have a lot of work to do. Uh, wow. So, yeah. So, what is next? Like, is you going to tackle this again next year when they're back in session, or what? Yeah, I mean, we're pushing hard for this year. Uh, so, people always want to know how they can help. Um, the main thing I would think at this point is there's a huge educational aspect going on where. Um, you know, craft beer in people's minds as a thing is craft beer is relatively new in our state. So um, our legislators certainly are behind that curve as far as, you know, they don't know about it yet. So I encourage people, you know, reach out to your legislator, tell them that this is a big deal. You know, um, our state spends a lot of money on like car plants and things like that to create jobs. And we look at, you know, North Carolina just released the fact that they had 10,000 new jobs based on legislation with breweries. Like, yeah. We don't want you to spend any money. Just change the laws, yeah, and we'll create the jobs. And so I think as we talk to more legislators, they're not a, against it; they just don't know about it. Okay. So it's a, it's a underground movement thing, and it's going to take a lot of people calling the legislators and being nice to them, and not saying like, you know, you're a dick, you haven't changed the law. I mean, because that's not the case at all. It's just that hey, um, you might not know about this. This is something that's really important to me. We want to change these laws to make it so that small businesses can open up easier and create new jobs on a, a really small level. That is really not easy to do right now. Yeah. Well, for a bunch of rednecks in Georgia, you guys are pretty smart. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I'm glad to see that you guys took time yeah. away from playing fucking dueling banjos <laughs> to start yes. making some beer and do something about it. Why do we have to stop Thank playing you. dueling banjos, man? Good We're, call. Yeah. One doesn't have to have the other. You can't, you can't make beer and, and change the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, making out with your sister. Well, you know I mean? dueling, uh, it is kind of rude that you didn't get them rocking chairs to sit in. <laughs> Sorry about here. that. Yeah. They're on the uh, state capitol uh, stairs right now. That's, <laughs> okay. that's nice. where we played the banjo. Okay. Just hanging out there. What is the beer that's in my glass now? We have another one that Moscow poured us. Tropicalia, the IPA. 
Oh, we didn't get any. Where you got some extra? Oh, oh, I did. Oh, oh, I got some. Adam's like, I got it, and yeah, I drank yeah. yours. I mean, yeah. I made, I made you sure play a poker, you can get some at Scott's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Scott has eight, the eight cases that you brought with you. Right. Uh, so Tropicalia IPA. I got an email about this, too. Somebody wants to hop bill. One of our listeners. We, $400. We, haven't been, we actually haven't been quiet about that. It's out there. Okay. Uh, but Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, we, we're pretty upfront about it. Uh, it's a highly hot beer, but it's not super bitter. So uh, it, it's it got a lot of citra. It's got a lot of centennial. And it's got a little bit of galaxy, basically. Um, and those are all in even, like, the proportions are similar from the whirlpool to the dry hop. Okay. Um, we're like a pound and a half per barrel on the dry hop and maybe a little less than a pound on the whirlpool. And then there's a very small bittering addition. We're uh, Apollo currently. Um, you know, I, I'm never really afraid to give away the recipe at all. The real magic comes in the technique and, and how you brew the beer. There's Good call. A million factors, but... Um, and so could you tell us the technique now? Whatever it is. We had all night. There's a million yeah. factors, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll use the uh, Belgian brewmaster method and be like, what do you think the technique is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always answering questions to questions. Yeah. I call it the well, cocky European method. Works every time. <laughs> so you don't appear to have much crystal malt in here. Uh, any acidulated malt? There's not. Um, no, we don't have uh, our water's not too basic in Georgia. Um, so our pH is right in line where we want it to be. And uh, we don't have to do any pH adjustment on this. Yeah, the beer is really bright, like we've, a low pH beer. We've gone through phases where we do pH adjustment. We actually have concrete pipes that lead up to the brewery, and there's oh. varying alkalinity hmm. depending on the residence time of the pipe. So, you know. How far you want to go down the rabbit hole? Well, the but, temperature of the water in the yeah, yeah. We started speeding up brewing operations. We saw the alkalinity drop because we we were just sucking through, water through the system much faster, yeah. and so we ceased actually doing a, a oh, acid adjustment. But, um, but yeah, yeah. vine business is a good business. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. you're forced into it because of the yeah. yeah. I mean, it's you know we want to grow. We is it time grow. to bring Jimmy Carter off the bench? You know, like, look, <laughs> you started this bullshit. I'm like, why is this the last freaking state to like get smart? You know? Yeah. Yeah. He did legalize homebrewing, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I had a actually on that note, a listener had written in when we were having our legal conversation. Do you guys know anything about uh, a Georgia state law that says a person can only make fifty gallons a year per household? Of homebrew? Uh, I think it's 50, but then if you have two people to live per, there, maybe it's 100. Oh, nice. The old, per uh, adult in the house. The old pot plant rule. We used to have five roommates so we could grow more plants. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a... Has anybody ever been checked out for their annual production as a homebrewer? Uh, right. Yeah. Well, and I guess federal, it's 200 gallons. Mm-hmm. And so by state, it might, I guess it could be different. But, yeah, 50 for you no, guys I've never is what this guy no one's anyway, ever been checked out, no, right? Nobody's been pressed. You'd be in deep shit, Tasty. Well, uh, <laughs> only five minutes, how many gallons am I? You can go to the homebrew supply store and go like, that's a lot of grain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. well, really had, bad efficiency. I say, well, I dump a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just don't have yeah. 200 gallons at On any hand. one time. Exactly. Yeah. And don't yeah. keep uh, detailed records. Right. Uh, well, do, yeah, just say do you like everyone, my Italian ancestor? Do you have right. to keep two sets of books? I write everything backwards. Say, I dump this one, I dump that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, you mentioned Galaxy Hops in this beer. That's the second time. Uh, didn't uh, Central Coast Brewing and their gold medal pale ale mention Galaxy? Well, made, Tasty, yeah, do you was, remember? That was a week ago. I thought he said, <laughs> yeah. I could be wrong, yeah. so don't quote me. we record that shit. We should go back and check it out. But, I only yeah. bring it up because I haven't. Th- that hop, to me, hasn't been thrown around a bunch mm, in the last beautiful. Oh, hop. It's, it's a nice hop. It's, got a, it's, it's, nice. it's kind of a deep funkiness to it where you it's, it's sort of this really complex thing. Unfortunately, it's probably the most difficult hop to get Is out it? of our... Um, 
out of the hops that we buy. Uh, the Australians are just using all of it. Wow. Much. And the, yeah, all of our suppliers are basically saying, like, you might have to look at subbing that one out down the road once you get big. But okay. it, it's sort of an uncertain future with that one. The other ones in there are, are also not easy. Well, you said Citra <laughs> as well, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's hard to get. We were really uh, – I mean, hats off to Adam and Dave's, our other co-founder. I mean, it's uh, – cocky enough or just uh i don't know what the word is i don't know what it was yeah we were really aggressive on hop contracts so we're good okay Uh, but it's only because we completely believed in ourselves i guess that's what you got to do because yeah otherwise you'd be uh two years two three years behind the curve on that before we ever opened i think we were contracted up like i mean we're talking about we opened 2014 we were contracted up through 18 now we're talking about like half a million dollar contracts for somebody that has never paid you you know sent number one yeah (laughs) so how does that work like it if you know, God forbid, if you were to go out of, out of business in, in a year, how does a hop contract work like that? Is it like a lease where you're still responsible to pay for those things? Uh, well, you can you can always sell them to somebody else. So that the okay. greatest thing about that is that everybody wants citrus, so you can contract a million bazillion pounds of it as long as they'll give it to you. You probably unload it. Good call. It's okay. kind of like futures on a hot stock. Okay, like, yeah. Uh, but we don't make profit. Well, a blue off chip. Well, you know, no, no. But you yeah. could get out yeah. from under the the burden of the debt. You could, absolutely. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I hadn't thought about that. I don't even understand. The two analogies, blue chip or futures. I yeah. don't. That makes less sense <laughs> yeah. to me than stock futures, yeah. than hop contracts. Did, did you look up exile again and see what that no. means? No, just... I can't. I, I can't. I, every time I look it up, I look up uh, um, sexile, sexile. Yeah, which Good is my Stone's record. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're using Bing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Thank you for reminding and yeah. uh, remembering. And uh, there is no Good Stone's record. Thank you very much. Oh God! <laughs> oh, shame on you. So I, Moscow, this is your favorite IPA in America. Yes, I was raving about this beer on the, the Sour Hour. It's the, it remains the uh, only, first and only IPA I've ever gone after. Like, moved other beers aside in the fridge to get to this. I don't, I don't seek out I really IPAs. Like, it, it doesn't taste it, sour. I don't understand. You've tried it out a lot? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, just yeah. the, just well, the, 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 when they were on the yeah. Sour Hour and they sent beer. Oh, I, thought, I figured you just had a whole bunch at home. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's all here. And I did at home, yeah. You know what I like about it? It's kind of, um, it's kind of blind piggy in nature. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe that's what you were getting at without a lot of crystal. Can we malt, quote you on tasty, that? But uh, so <laughs> blind pig is is probably my favorite IPA. Yeah, it's, I yeah, like it one. better than yeah. Pliny, um, and I think this has a lot of those characteristics. Uh, I'm not sure it's the same hops or anything. I don't mean that, but just how it drinks. It's uh, uh, like you, easy. Another pint of it doesn't smooth. It's very smooth. It's, yes. very, it's not filling. It's very dry. It's well, a Bud Light. I'm, I think I'm describing the Bud Light of IPAs. <laughs> well, I, I think what it is is that uh, a lot of IPAs. For me, can be well. A lot of beers in general, for that matter, can be segmented, where you 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 go aroma hops and you taste it, and there's flavor, and then there's the bitterness, and then there's the malt, and all, all kind of stuff kind of runs. But this runs together, and it's very uh, yeah. blended. It's smooth from one into the to the other. There's not there's not really a defining start stop start stop of the different flavors. I think it you're was, right, and I think that's why I like yeah. pig more than I like Pliny because yeah. Pliny's more of a start stop type. Exactly, of beer. and Blind yeah. Pig is very smooth from start to finish. Yeah, um, well I mean, done, boys. We kind of step back from that at the beginning. It's like okay. I think a packaging kind of drives a lot of how we want to sell a beer. So, I mean, we said this can be a six pack. Uh, and I kind of got to the point, I mean, we did as drinkers, where it's like, how dare you sell me a six pack that I can only drink half a can of or half a, 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 a bottle yeah, of? Yeah. And so it's, you know, if we're selling a six pack beer, you should be able to drink it. And after you have a sip, it should invite you to drink another sip. And, you know, that's a huge thing for us is balance for all of our beers. So we really wanted to be balanced to the point where that 
no one sip of anything, whether it be a sour beer, a stout, or an IPA, is going to make it so that you don't want to have another drink of that beer. Sure. Um, and so we find that what's going to measure out to be the best beer, in our opinions, is one that's balanced, super drinkable, clean, and one that you know you can drink a few of them to really get an idea of what that beer is all about. And hence, I mean, like most of our beers err on the little bit low side of the ABV scale as well, just for that same reason. Thank you. What's, what's yeah. this one? Six six. Six six. You fuckers. See, We're, this one would get me in trouble because I would buy the six pack and drink the six pack. I mean, this right. is our strongest yeah. beer we release on a regular basis. Okay. What well, are the IBUs on it? Uh, 60, 65 calculated. There you okay. go. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, Jay, but but drinking a gallon and a half of beer a day will not hydrate your skin. Oh, good. <laughs> but, will it, it. but will it kill me? Yes, it would do that. <laughs> because um, but you have people in this room that would do that for you. That's yeah. true. So, yeah. And some actively try. Uh, I like this beer. This is a great... Is this your best seller? Yeah, it's about... I think you say 58, 60%, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, yeah, we... We sell a lot of it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're always trying to, to brew more trop. That's kind of a thing on our social media is uh, everybody, every comment is pretty much brew more tropical. It's about it. Yeah. It's a hashtag now. They're like, oh, you're in San Francisco. Why aren't you brewing Tropicalia? Uh, how do you feel about that as brewers? Do you feel like pigeonholed? Okay, now we have to well, just always do this for you? We don't want to be the Tropicalia Brewing Company. Okay. We, we have a much wider breadth of styles that we can brew. I think we brew a lot of things well, but, uh, you know, it's great to have a hit. And it's, it's I, you know, you can't complain about that. No, that's true. Yeah. You can't. You know? I mean, it definitely helps us fund like the little weird projects we want to do or other avenues and um i mean it, for us i think it's just because we're only a year and a half old we you know we talk all the time like all right let's release another ipa soon or i mean we have a sure. pale ale coming out soon i mean yeah we i mean we can do hoppy stuff you guys just haven't seen more than this beer yet sure okay all right well we did get beer in our glass but i'm gonna take us to a break first uh, we're gonna take a little break we're gonna come back and find a little bit more uh, out about your history and uh, we've got a lot more beer to try i think too so what'd you just pour in my glass uh the berliner yeah i was trying to get through the uh, there's it's a staple is that fair to say this yeah beer? this is yeah. the only other beer we can all right short break back with the berliner hang in there you're listening to the brewcasters the brewcasters on the brewing network Dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling with Without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? <laughs> Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. 
Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together. Become a member today. It costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more. Visit homebrewersassociation.org. Three-time Ninkasi Award winner and Grandmaster Judge Gordon Strong invites you on a guided journey of what's new in the world of homebrewing. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles, and contemporary techniques available now from Brewers Publications. Gordon brings you specific advice and sensory profiles for as-brewed, award-winning beers with delicious variations to get your creative juices flowing. This is more than just a book of recipes. It sets brewers on the path to discovering what's new in the world of homebrewing. AHA director Gary Glass says, if you want to enter competitions or just learn more about styles that you might not have experience with, this book is going to help you tremendously. By emulating what Gordon does, you're going to make better beer. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques by Gordon Strong. Available right now from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing retailers near you. Putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states. Plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. As we are talking to Creature Comforts and learning about their recipes and ingredients and everything they do over there in Athens, Georgia. Don't forget to go check out Beersmith. You can go to Beersmith.com right now and get your Beersmith homebrewing software. Uh, it's great stuff. You can get a free 21-day trial, so you don't have to take my word for it. It does everything you needed to do and probably more. Uh, in fact, I've heard uh, professional brewers come in here quite a bit and say that they use it, too. So go to Beersmith.com right now. Check it out. Get yourself a free download for 21 days, and then you'll love it. I promise. Okay. So we're still talking to the dudes, and now I've got Berliner Weitz in my glass. Yes, you do. And it's killer. Thanks. What a good Berliner. It even made you hit puberty. That was yes, it's killer. I love it. I love it. I'm really glad you said something about that, because I was uh, about to. It's a great beer. Tell me about this. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, I have really good friends down in Tampa. There's a really good brewing scene down there, and Florida Vice was taken off around the time that we were planning the brewery, and I we love sour beer and wanted to have an affordable, everyday sour beer around. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and, uh, when we were getting going and I was uh, first talking to these guys about coming on board, um, they were like, okay, we're going to do a Berliner and a six-pack year-round? I'm in. <laughs> that, <laughs> nice. was, that was it. What do you mean talking to these guys about coming on board? Like you didn't interview like a normal human? Like you were you talked to them about <laughs> kind of this coming on board? Yeah. How, yeah. Did that, how did that happen? I didn't interview actually ever. Uh, I just never gave them an option. Okay. Um, <laughs> just kept showing up. Yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a mutual friend that uh, so I mean long story short, I was like a gypsy home brewer and I had a bunch of friends that I brewed on their systems because I learned from a guy who was already brewing all brew, all grain before I started homebrewing by myself. Okay. So I would go around to my friends that had great brewing systems, learn their systems, and then brew on them, and then just take the wart home and ferment it. So then one of those guys was a mutual friend with Adam and David, and he introduced me. He's like, I got a couple of buddies. They're opening a brewery soon, and they need a guy like you. You want to be on the—you know, you should meet them. Okay. So then I just kind of was like, yep, I'm going to do that. And then you wedged your way in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so you knew even before starting that they had planned to, to put uh, Berliner in six packs. It was a goal, and we had not really brewed Berliner at all as homebrewers. I was homebrewer for like uh, probably six years leading up to this. Prior. Okay. I had a really good friend, Justin Stang at Seventh Sun, that kind of showed me how to do this. Um, they're a really awesome brewery in Dunedin, Florida. Um, uh, we took our own little take on it, and you know the first couple batches were absolutely terrible. They smelled like you know vomit or whatever, baby di- diarrhea, that kind yeah. of thing. Vomit uh, is such. A, I, just, yeah. I know that's yeah. weird, right? But yeah. it's such a common like yeah. flavor. Well, in these. we used to say test batches. This is before yeah, yeah. we opened up. Right. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Now we we piloted all these beers that we're drinking, uh, at least the core beers for about two years before we ever even had day one at the brewery. So, okay. um, yeah, we, we were on this journey and like, it was a little discouraging at first, but we kept after it. It's not the easiest style to brew. And I, I don't think there's a lot of expertise on how to do this out there. And so we were kind of on our own little journey with it. Um, did a lot of different bacterias, a lot of different yeasts, all kinds of combinations, hopping levels, you know, wheat levels, all this kind of stuff. So really, really took our time with it uh, while we were kind of trying to get this brewery open and just settled on this. It is kettle soured, um, but that's the way that we kind of are able to deliver this, you know, consistently. We had one week where we brewed 150 barrels of this. So what does kettle soured mean uh, for us? It means that we louder this like a normal beer. We put it into the kettle like a normal beer. We bring it up to a boil, but then we cool it down in the kettle. Uh, so it goes through our heat exchanger. We cool it down. Then we pitch a cultured lactobacillus culture in the kettle. Uh, that goes for about six or seven hours sort of overnight. So the, the last brewer is there late at night. The early brewer gets in, checks the pH. If the pH is good, uh, he collects the uh, lacto from there, throws it in the uh, cooler, and then heats it up to kill the lacto. What's the pH you're looking for? We're looking for 3.45, really, on the dot. And we have like a 0.2 tolerance on that. And sometimes okay. you get into interesting, actually, lately. Or 0.02. Yeah, excuse me. Okay. Um, so um, lately, it's gotten a lot more aggressive, our culture, and it's been like a, a challenge for sure to to deliver that pH. And actually, the one that we're drinking right now is is a touch tart, I would say. Okay. Um, but, you know, that's from my perspective. I, I like it that I way. I obsess over this. So, um, And then you heat it up, you say, to, to kill, you kill everything the, then? Kill yeah. the lacto. stop, okay. It's a very, you know, it's a, it's a process that keeps the rest of our brewery clean. So we don't have to put lactobacillus through our canning line 
one, for example, which would be kind of a nightmare. So yeah. uh, it goes through the cellar normally, uh, gets pitched with our regular house ale yeast. Uh, and uh, from there, it's just it's just like a normal beer, pretty much. Uh, okay. The yeast kind of struggles with it, with the pH being so low. It doesn't really like it very much. And subsequently, it finishes a little bit higher than a normal beer of this gravity mm-hmm. would finish. But it actually kind of serves to balance out some of the acidity. So it's a little sweet, a little sour. It's a full-bodied uh, Berliner Weiss, so uh, maybe a little different than some of the other ones yeah. out there. Um, What's the ale yeast, if you don't mind? Uh, it's uh, uh, 1968 Weiss. I don't okay. mind sharing yeah, that. It's Fuller's, yeah. their yeast. Okay. That's what we use as our house ale yeast. Got so it. same thing with Tropicalia and all, most of our ales, I should say. Nice. Do you guys do that initial boil essentially to get rid of all the oxygen in the yeah, it's liquid? A, it's a degassing and a pasteurization mm-hmm. at the same time. Nice. Uh, we kind of, you know, there's a lot of people will, well, whatever. We want to kill off the bacteria that may be in there right. without us pitching it. Yeah. So then we like pitch it. Like and all that stuff. Yeah, so, so then we can control what bacteria yeah. is going to be in there and yeah. also it degasses at the same time. And then we also seal up the, do you have a way to seal up the, kettle so that way overnight or whatever oxygen doesn't get in yeah we actually knew this going into it that we're going to be making it so we actually have a uh, slide gate on our stack and then we have the manway and then on our condensate drip we uh, put a glove on it with a uh, zip tie Okay. Yeah. No, seal it Super off. Uh, technical. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> An oxygen the old uh, impervious uh, glove. Yeah. Works every time. Every time, all the time. Any uh, other then, any other secrets that you've learned? You said that you know there wasn't a lot of info about how to make a great Berliner, but we, uh, the yeast in the bacteria was the biggest uh, challenge to get the right combination. So yeah, I'm not. I, I'll share that we use a, a Brevis culture and a White Labs Delbrucki culture. Um, in combination, and then we've actually only refreshed that one time. So it's just a continuous, like, so there's a little bit of the first batch of Athena in this beer, actually. Why did you guys decide uh, kettle souring there rather than mash souring or even, you know, you know, ferment souring? Well, uh, for us, it was just kind of, for mash souring, there's too many uh, variables going on there. Like, if, I mean, just if you Google a malting facility, I don't want yeah. whatever lives there to be in my beer. And also, um, it's really difficult to louder after you acidify that much. So um, it gets a little ropey. I yeah, know. yeah, it's it's pretty tough, uh, and, especially on, on a big scale. It's 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 really tough. Yeah, well, okay. but you did mention that. Yeah, you want to kill off all the other guy's stuff mm-hmm. until what you put in there. Yeah. Uh, so we get from our from our bacteria culture, we get a lot of character. We think, I mean, there's some. Uh, I think there's like Sauvignon Blanc. There's cider. Hmm. There's uh, passion fruit. Yeah, there's a passion fruit note in there that uh, is coming from the bacteria. So, so it's just, not just uh, acid. Pitch a straight lacto culture. Uh, Originally, yeah. And then so basically to continue that going, we we don't assume that lactobacillus is going to flocculate that much. So right. we harvest wart from the. Uh, the kettle when it still has a live bacteria culture uh-huh. in it, and we repitch that into the next batch. Okay, oh, nice. How long can you keep that? Um, we the longest we did it was probably the very beginning. We did about a month, and it and it definitely slowed down. It how- a lot better than yeast, though. It's yeah. uh, it really. It, yeah, the viability will drop a little bit. And I've talked to some microbiologists to say they can't believe that it stores that well, and I don't know what's happened to our culture to make it strange. But, but, but you guys are doing a perpetual Obama. thing. You said it's your your thing. So oh, we're, just keep going. We're keep brewing going. this on a on pretty much a weekly basis at this right. point. Right, so just, just, just perpetual. You just keep going. Yeah. So no, then it makes it a lot easier that way. Mm-hmm. What temperature is the wort? You said you cool it down. What temperature is the wort when you inoculate with it? 110 is what we found. Oh, okay. We talked to some people about that. It makes, it makes a big difference. So it's like uh, a... Yeah. 
super happy, warm, sugary environment yeah. for lacto. Yeah. And we've actually questioned if by being at 110, if we're favoring one of the bacterias involved to uh, grow better. Because mm-hmm. uh, certain bacteria, like you'll ask labs and say, you know, this one is 90 and this one's at 110. Um, so our flavor is kind of, it's definitely dialed into where it is at this point. Okay. Um, but we did see fluctuation when we were early on and had that fresh pitch. Um, Interesting. Also, we had to. There's a viability issue with the, with lacto as well, right? I mean, well, yeah, but we're we're refreshing it. I mean, weekly, right? So it's continuing to come, and, and whatever is in there that we're getting on a regular basis, right. it's it changed actually now to where it acidifies super fast. Uh, it well, used yeah, to I take mean, twelve hours or fifteen hours, and now it's like six. Right. The way you treat it is wow. changing changing what it's what's made mm, of. Right. right. Some things are flourishing, some things aren't. It's right. Kind of yeah. Getting used to our kettle and our yeah. wort and you know all that stuff and it's probably mutated like crazy and you know yeah can you look at the uh, lacto under a microscope and look for mutations i haven't even just, done uh, that no you can't look for i mean you, you might if you have like morphological mutations you might be able to see them under a microscope other than that i mean it's, it's like, you, you go by taste right yeah okay. exactly that's the most important thing always so. can i interrupt well, with a very serious question yeah um who, Adam, right? That's no, you. I'm Adam. You're Adam, and you're Ted. Blake. Blake. Um, <laughs> when did going you, great. When did you steal uh, Jay Goodwin's look? Because that's fucked up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay's never that? mentioned that, that very, to me very at all. Very serious question. <laughs> yeah. Should I, I, I? When he started yeah. making great sour beer. I need right. a backwards hat on. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the driest of off. dry yeah. comments and smiles. Lower your voice a couple uh, yeah. tones. Yeah, so, so today on the sour. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, there nice. it is. Uh, nice. Now, Jay had a, uh, a migraine today, so he was not at the Rare Barrel. We what were a bombing. pussy. He asked you to no, step um, in. Wait, <laughs> wait, so you guys have never been in the same place is what you're saying. Huh. <laughs> we, where did we meet? We met at, no, we shared a beer at uh, What the Funk in Denver this year. Mm. Absolutely. Sure. Are did. there any photos? So you were drinking yeah. by yourself. Yeah. It's, a whole, it's a fight club situation. Clark Right. Can Superman kind of deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Thank well, you. the Berliner is fantastic. Yeah, and so amazing. people can buy this in six packs. Is that what you've done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. this is a year round six pack. Our, can we say suggested retail price? Sure. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, our suggested retail is like $9.99. So. Wow. Uh, outrageous. It yeah. ranges between $9.99 and maybe $11.99, depending on where you are and rent for that store. Uh, <laughs> right. So it, it's, you know, we try to make it affordable and a beer that you can drink pretty. I mean, we're in Georgia, dude. It's 100 degrees in the summer. Yeah. This is the beer you want to have when hey, you're on the lake. Or, oh, yeah. You should and drink for, this. And should. for a six pack, that's, that's rad. Yeah. I mean, that's right up there. That's great. Does it repel mosquitoes? Don't you have like an insect problem in Georgia? Yeah, they are definitely bugs. Uh, beer attracts mosquitoes. Yeah, that's the problem, dude. I've got so many mosquito bites in the summer. It's... Uh, are you both from Athens or from Georgia? Yeah, we're from Atlanta. We actually, so this is crazy. Uh, oh, he put our photos next to each other? Wow, oh. brother from another mother yeah. right there. There you go, Jay. You're here in spirit. Oh, um, Give me that beer back, by the way. So yeah, what, what you've got in your glass now yeah. is our fruited Berliner Weiss. When we put fruit in it, we call Athena Paradiso because okay. it's paradise when you've got fruit in a Berliner Weiss. <laughs> True I've never used that line before. I'm going to use it all the time now. Just stick to, stick to making beer. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no. Now that sounds like a rare barrel name. So they're yeah. getting closer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cosmic it's, it's about five more cosmic words. delight. It's yeah. almost long enough. Yeah. Um, so this one has passion fruit and guava in it. Uh, same, same base. Oh, wow. That's fucking good. Yeah, it's so good. Well, can you watch your language? Yeah. <laughs> Is that rare barrelly? Abby's outside. I have Ooh. never tasted that fruit flavor in a beer before. It's a lot of guava. Oh, it's yeah. a lot of guava. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's, that doesn't wow. taste like beer. Guava. It mm. tastes like a little bit of a drier tropical juice, like guava and maybe a little bit of pineapple. Yeah. That's oh. rad. 
Thank you. That is awesome. Yeah. That would have nice in Cancun. You should, I was just going to say, you should sell that at every resort <laughs> in the world. Can we take People it down on the Lebrusky yeah. cruise with us in, yes. in This May? is the beer that is going to skyrocket you guys to something you <laughs> yeah. don't even want to be. Fuck that IPA <laughs> bullshit. That's, that's like so a Hanson's we, fruit soda. There you go. <laughs> we do uh, yeah. quarterly variations on Athena. So oh, get some of this, Bev. Uh, yeah. We do like a dry hop yeah. version. We do several fruit variants. Um, and we kind of change it up. We'll do one batch where it's just kind of like, here's a little bit different. Um, so this one is what we, the most recent one we've done is passion fruit and guava. And, uh, right now it's draft only. We'll send it out. We'll do like 60 barrels of it and send it out around town. Wow. Um, and we're hoping that, you know, in the future, there's something we throw into cans. Pretty cool. People should be flocking to Georgia yeah. for this beer. The aroma and is, that's it. it just, just starts right here. Yeah. And then leave. And then leave. <laughs> Once you have rapidly. Yeah. There's a lot of mosquito bites. God, the aroma is amazing. This is yep. fucking fantastic. And so do you guys Thanks. just throw random fruit into the bright tank? <laughs> like, how do you? Figure this stuff this out. A, Here's this thing. Yeah, this is puree. Um, so mm. we we pump mm. barrels and barrels of puree into Athena, and it referments out in the fermenter. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still using the kettle souring process, and it's just uh, we we get this beautiful puree. The passion fruit comes in this 55 gallon drum. It's frozen solid, and you have to let it thaw out. Oh um, yeah. Okay. The, the guava is a little different. It's I think it's been pasteurized. It's an aseptic puree. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so, you, they're all pasteurized so that well, way. No, well, the, the passion fruit is not. It's frozen, oh. and so like there's all these food safety things with you know fruit that hasn't been stabilized like that. Mm-hmm. So we have to be really careful. Um, but yeah, this is the first time we've done it on a big scale, and I was really really happy with it. it uh, we've done it, you know, sort of in a cask or in a keg or stuff like that. Yeah, we've done, I mean, at this point, we've done a lot of different fruit combinations with that Perry Diso name. We've done uh, cherry. That's It's probably the most popular one outside of this one is cherry. Um, and then you name it, we've kind of checked it out. Like we did the, was it coconut and pineapple? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with wow. the like, yeah. straight up. Pina uh, colada. Yeah, pina colada. Wow. I love um, pina colada. Do not can this beer until you are ready to grow exponentially. <laughs> yeah, until you want to dedicate Deal. 60% of your production to this beer. <laughs> yeah. Fucking for serious. People will go nuts for this beer. I'm surprised. Do people go nuts for it already when you put this on tap or it's, anything? It's got a following. I yeah. bet. Yeah. yeah. It's just so unique. Like uh, I know JP said, oh, it's, it's not quite like a beer. It, it's more like this fruit juice, but... God, it's both. Like it has this really. Yeah, the, the, uh, you could tell somebody it's not a beer who's not a beer person, and they'd believe you, and they'd right. go, "Thank you for making that amazing thing." Yeah. Or you could tell them it's a beer and blow their mind. Right, because mm. it's it's and what I mean by it's, it doesn't taste like a beer is that uh, or it tastes more like just a dry fruit juice. Yeah, which is hard to get. Other, you know, you have to ferment some of that sugar out, right? So yeah. that's the kind of uh, mm. yeah, absolutely right. Now this is what uh, everyone needs to be drinking all year round. Yeah, in California. <laughs> What's the ABV on this? All your Berliners. 12%. It's a four and a half. <laughs> four and a half. Yeah. God, I wish it was 12. This night would have just turned around <laughs> right now. Four well, and a half. You know, uh, another use for this beer would be as a, as a mixer, as a craft, yes. craft cocktail. Craft cocktail. This I mean, would be yeah. a great mixer. This would stand up to ice and a, and a straw and a Mendocino cherry. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, we actually have folks that... We, so we've done a beer dinner where somebody turns this into a craft cocktail where they added... Uh, it was like Aperol and uh, elderflower, uh, elderflower liqueur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they kegged it and carbonated it, and it was like a carb oh. beer cocktail. Oh, yeah. It's a great idea. It was yeah. a welcoming, like, pre-dinner beverage. Mm-hmm. Get this nice put it in a flute. It's just so yeah. unique. I've, yeah. I've just never tasted that combination of fruit and a beer. It's really good. Yeah. And good. from fruit, like, like some people can, you know, you uh, pitch the, a different yeast. And manipulate it to kind of get those, 
uh, flavors from the yeast and stuff, but, yeah. but like the, the fresh fruit mm. aspect of it uh, behind the tartness and the dryness, it's very delicious. It's good. Thank you. And it's not an IPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, questions from the chat for you guys. Um, How big are your balls? Somebody wants a recipe for Cosmic Debris. What's, oh, yeah. What is that beer? Um, so that is our double IPA that we brew. Uh, we brewed in spring this year. Okay. Yeah, we we try to do it when the hops are the freshest. So like you get you start getting pellets from the end of the year, begin you know, end of the year, beginning of the year type time. So I think uh, Hop Slam does the same thing. It's just like when it's the best hops that you can get. So, okay. Um, that's that's the timing for the seasonal. Um, it's uh, sort of in the vein of Pliny, to where it's a very dry double IPA um, that sort of lets the hop shine. Uh, we do the double dry hopping technique. Uh, Kind of always take a page from Firestone Walker when you can, and that's something they always talk about is kind of splitting up your hop additions into two. Uh, it's a lot easier on a beer that you only brew a couple times a year. So okay, um, we changed the yeast this year. Did we use a different yeast than our house yeast? We did. Yeah. Uh, so we messed around with some yeast, and we were kind of inspired by the New England guys. So we found the uh, yeast that people call it Conan or Vermont yeast. It's um, it's an English ale. Uh, basically mutation that produces a lot of stone fruit esters um, and still has a pretty high attenuation and alcohol tolerance. Okay. Um, so we uh, tested that out a few times and we were, it's very, that's an interesting yeast, by the way. Um, it's, really? Yeah. It's got some very interesting characteristics and in how you use it and, and how it performs. Uh, we liked it in our double IPA. Um, it chomps through sugar like nobody's business, but at the same time produce some pretty cool esters that support a lot of hop aroma and flavor. Okay. It's uh, kind of like a peach kind of ester that really like, melds into the hops. It's And it's, I don't know, it's, it's good. I mean, heady topper, you know, okay. can't get wrong. And it drops out okay? It's easy Not to really. use? No. no <laughs> okay. It doesn't flock a whole lot, but then we just kind of signed up for it at that point. And it's like, well, whatever. I mean, if you look at across the board, it's it's interesting. You know, we actually have dialogue on this on a regular basis. Our normal house yeast is super flocative. Um, most of our beers become pretty bright because of it. And we don't filter our beer. Okay. Um, but at the same time, um, you look at a lot of IPAs that are out there that are having big success. Mm-hmm. And most of them are hazy, cloudy. Uh, people don't really care. Judges care, but the consumer doesn't care. No, you're right. And they give so, fucks, man. Yeah. And it's like, for us, it's like, all right, well, why should we care then as well? And, and you know, kind of <laughs> like, well, whatever's better for the beer and what's going to make the best beer. So we kind of just went from that angle. Okay. How do you get the... Uh, Hibiscus into the cosmic dust. Is it yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Wrong brewery, uh, JD. Yeah. Well, it's just I'm channeling it. Ha- it's a whole thing. What right? happened to your hat, man? <laughs> Dude, I got a hat in front of Ray Barrel in the car today. Go <laughs> oh, it's a good thing you didn't wear that in. Oh. So, do you have the recipe offhand for cosmic yeah, we're debris? Trying to remember uh, during the break. Uh, we're yeah. we're loose, man. Uh, so <laughs> we, we were we're it's not that we're holding out. We're just jogging our minds. We, okay, can, that's we fair. Run, we can run down the hops. Uh, so the hops are Simcoe, Amarillo, Citra, and Columbus. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure Columbus was only in the dry hop. Yeah, and it was a very slight amount. Yeah, it sort of add like a little bit of oomph to. We're the definitely of hops. leading with. Simcoe, I think there was like 60% Simcoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit less uh, leading into the Amarillo and Citra world. Yeah, re- very, really basic malt bill as well. A lot of sugar, keep it dry. Uh, Pilsner's our base we use mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, and then there may be, I don't know, probably 2 to 4% of Crystal 40-ish. That's about right. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to guess we probably threw a little bit of wheat in there. 
Um, we took that out of like Bamforth. It was just like you know everybody thinks Crystal actually learned this on one of these shows. Uh, okay, where um, he's talking about his phone book and Crystal is. Uh, Everybody thinks crystal's foam positive. He's like, no, it's foam negative. There's a lot of uh, oxidized fatty acids on those crystal malts. So we switched. Well, we, I don't say we switched, but we used wheat. Okay. Uh, because it's very foam positive because it's good lacing. I think I remember us all being a surprise to hear that from him. Yeah, yeah I certainly was when yeah. I started hearing about that. And okay. I was like, all right, well, yeah, here we go. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't know who asked, but. But yeah, overall, I think uh, it's it finishes super dry. It's probably like two Play-Doh. Uh, finishing and uh, comes out to be about eight and a half nine percent. Um, wow. If I remember right, we dry hop it twice, and that's yeah. that's about it. Do you give it as a souvenir on any of your tours? <laughs> <laughs> no, we no. we were not able to give out souvenirs at that point. In time. Oh, okay. How do you do? You now have any tiers of your tours? Or like uh, you, not like you currently. Want to no. uh, we're waiting to adjust. Um, we did. How much is a tour? If I go in, uh, it's fourteen bucks. Uh, if you bring a glass bag, it's twelve bucks, and that com- it's like thirty six ounces of beer to taste on site. On site, and um, then you you are allowed to send them home with well, the issue souvenirs now is as well. That with no variable pricing, that you would have to you would have to every single person would have to take something home and taste, yeah, and so the yeah. price would be really high, and our tenants would suffer. And it would, I see. You know, it, it Can they be taste great. in the parking lot? <laughs> no, yeah. we actually don't even have a parking lot. Well, we do for. <laughs> We How about on the car ride, ride home? home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to take us to a break. For those of you listening live, uh, we're going to take a bit of a long break. We need to get a little bit of food in us so we can drink some more beer. Um, and when we come back... Um, we got a lot of barrel-aged sour beer to drink now. Oh, we're going to drink more beer. We're going to do more creature comforts when we come back. And I want to I play the happy hour with them, too. I wanna, oh, I want to yeah. hear about some disasters. All right. So we'll take ourselves a little break here. When we come back, more from Creature Comforts. Uh, right now, if you want to look them up, you can go to CreatureComfortsBeer.com. We'll be back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit at the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com Say hello to my little friend. You've heard about White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast. 
Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Lab's Pure Pitch yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Lab's yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, FlexCell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today you're listening to the brewing network because like beer radio shouldn't suck boys and girls welcome back to the program thanks for sticking with us and uh hanging out with our creature comforts guests here tonight all the way from athens georgia we got a little bit left to do with them plus try more of their beer go over to craftbeer.com right now and uh prevent seasonal creep you can look up uh, fall seasonals and all sorts of good information over on craftbeer.com they also have an amazing beer styles guide that uh it's not only good for us beer geeks but good to introduce your friends to different beer styles craftbeer.com is the place to do it it's uh celebrating the best of american craft beer go check it out 
So we got a few things left to do with uh, Creature Comforts. Uh, we got a game to play tonight, which is going to be a good time. We just had some amazing food at the break from our friend uh, Rachel, who works down at the uh, the Growler in Danville. She's an incredible chef. She brought us some lasagna and all, and she brought homemade charcuterie for me. It was great. She just blew my mind. And that was for you. I, I ate some. I did, damn you! That was all for me. Sorry, <laughs> that's not what she told me. She right. brought like house-made blood sausage. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. She oh that. Yeah. man, uh, yeah, that was she's nice. A real sausage maker. So yes. <laughs> What's that, Bevo? <laughs> what sausage stand. What you got there, Bevo? Yeah. So uh, oh, I don't know. I'm really in. full right now. Yeah. Got room for water? I've got room for water and beer. <laughs> you bringing me water, Beef? More water. Don't put it on the drum yeah. head. It's Careful of the drum. Um, do not. Yeah, I don't even want this. Near, it's too late in the show for this to be on the desk. Mm-hmm. Right. This yeah. now has to go to a safekeeping place. Yeah. We're about to get into the uh, barrel aged beer. You're going to want to watch out for yourself. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow! 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 So, what's in my glass? This is uh, called, uh, it's actually, we haven't released it yet. It's a beer called Emergence. Um, it's just now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a rare barrel beer. Um, no, it's, it's, it's a beer that we've done um, that is basically just got done with bottle conditioning that we're about to label and release. It's, um, we started with a lager, threw it into barrels, added our house mixed culture to. Uh, we had it in wine barrels for about a year, and then now it's bottle conditioned, and here we are. Can you release it to this end of the studio? Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bring it on down. Also, I'm going to say right now, I don't say this often, but (laughs) (laughs) Moscow was right. One of these beers tonight will be nominated for Beer of the Year in the the BN Awards. And pretty right now it's Weiss. right now it's the Berliner Weiss. Yeah. The, but what's the the one that I really liked? What's the name of it? Uh, Athena Paradiso. That one. That's uh, that's already going in the list. And uh, so this one's not, not bad either. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but so this is a beer that we're really proud of. We love this beer. Um, it's kind of our first barrel aged sour that we're going to release on a on a larger scale. The next beer we're going to drink is this beer with Georgia peaches in it. Oh right. Mm-hmm. So don't. Don't, don't go too crazy yet. <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. Don't blow my wad on one beer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, you can always shoot for getting multiple beers on the list. That's true. Uh, it's uh, ha- has that happened before, I wonder? I wonder if you've ever nominated multiple beers All from one brewery. beers ever in a yeah. Oh, right. And that's what won, by the way, right. too. So that's true. <laughs> hey, is Tasty still here? <laughs> is that Jay? Yep. Uh, this is a great. This is also a great beer. I like the really subtle oak flavor in it, like that really mild wood flavor to it. It's there, mm-hmm. but um, oh, I don't think it's subtle at all. No, no, I think it is. It's super uh, upfront. It's not, but it blends well with the uh, with the fruit in it. Yeah, but uh, I think it that wood just stays. See, I taste the fruit in the sour. There's no yeah. fruit in this one. Yeah, oh. no fruit. I taste fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Like I taste peach is, yeah. is and sour. Bread? Oh, you do. Yeah, those are. I mean, that's straight up just esters. Wow. Yeah, that's great. The freshly emptied wine barrels as well. So there's, there oh. should be some uh, wine. Uh, Sauvignon oh, Blanc man. and Cabernet. Sauvignon, Sauvignon yeah, blended yeah. together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely get the wine here. Mm-hmm. Uh, American oak, uh, French, French oak. Because it, yes. You think it's prominent, too? I don't think so. I just think it's really subtle. It's French. You, you get a lot of it? You can answer with your words. It's French. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You guys are confusing me a bit. But, um, no, I definitely taste the oak. But I'm just kind of, is it is it the spicy oak or, or not? Hmm. No, it's uh, two California wineries that okay. we got the barrels from. They're both French oak. Yeah. yeah. So, 
<laughs> Why is there a ribbit? <laughs> that wasn't me. No, oh, French. The, oh, the frogs. Oh, frogs. Uh, uh, there we I go. I wish you would have given up on that bit like French. <laughs> Sorry. I like this beer, and I'm going to maintain that the oak is subtle. Well, are you mm. saying subtle, subtle or it, delicate? Okay, well, that's a good, a, that's yeah. a good it's question. It's as subtle as it is in a white wine. Because the, yeah. there you go. That's which is probably yeah. delicate. Yeah, yeah, which is probably uh, right. you wouldn't at all. Whatever. Mm. And so this is not yet released. No, um, it's still it, dangerous. It's to probably drink. on the timeline of being released in the next month. Okay, month and a half, two months. I think it's still got a little bit so of carbonation to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we finally it's taken ten years, Tasty. We got a scoop. Uh, only in in this bottle format, it'll be released. I assume. Or? Yeah, mostly seven fifties. We do have a few kegs. Uh, I don't know what we're doing with them yet, but uh, we've got some kegged. Okay, yeah. This is sort of. Uh, I got it. How many of those did you give Scott? Doing? How many <laughs> bottles of those are here? We gave Scott two bottles. Like, hmm. <laughs> well, we're only one. Yeah. No, it was, we, we went through this when I sent beer in, uh, and they were tasting the sour hour. I was, and it was just like, oh, here's this can and this can. I was like, what about all the bottles that I sent? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we don't oh. get most Sorry, of the Sorry, Scott. Beer I don't mean to throw you under the bus. We might have to start doing an inventory sheet. Uh, it's all on in his trunk. Here's how. Here's how I justify it. Before my time, you guys drank 10% of the beer that you drink now because it just wasn't a thing. Oh, it's a finder's fee. and sent tons of beer. Oh. So look at it like you're drinking a ton more beer than you would without me. Just, right. But you're not drinking every single right. sip, but you're drinking a lot more than you would otherwise. That's a joke, right? That's well, a joke. It, well, I, I hear a response to it. How, I, agree with you, to I agree with your math. We're probably drinking more guest beer than we ever did. A lot more. However, just by starting with the word justify justification is a slippery dangerous thieving slope basically yes yes because if you have to justify your actions it tends to start from a premise that your actions are wrong well, yeah. okay. in everybody well, else's eyes. You, you, you know, you know what I'm doing with the beer. You think I'm like drinking it to my face by myself? I'm not. I'm sharing it with the staff at poker nights. I'm bringing it in here. Yeah. We're but, drinking it in your but, backyard at a barbecue. The problem is you well, are not drinking it with my friends. Yeah, the problem yeah. is you yeah. are drinking it by yourself with your friends. But it's it's beer sent in for the show. And by if you want to justify that we're drinking more. The show wouldn't be gone for 10 years without most of the people in this room. And so we should get first crack at any residual beer that we like. Hey, this is really good. Do you mind if I, there's three bottles? Mind if I take one home so I can enjoy with my friends? Right. Why, why, my, why my, should you get it? Well, you've done that. Well, Anytime you've gone for more beer, that's well, it. Oh, so you've come up after the show and said, hey, I'll, I yeah. want an extra beer. What, what did I say? No? Well, because I know that you won't. Offer it, and that may, that's not. I nice. do offer it. We drink no, it don't. in the studio every single the show. To be home. fair, because uh, I do all the work yes, to get Blake. the beer you, here. You email. We, we well, okay, then you do it. Then because you he do. Told us I will. Okay, well, nothing's stopping you. Moscow. Well, Moscow. Give me the details. I'll love. I'm not giving you shit. Figure Moscow. it out. Whose name don't is on the Whose name is on the package? Jesus. Mine. Exactly. Because you're the point of contact. It's not because you do any hard work. You're not sweating. Well, let's not. Because I'm not swinging a pitchfork or a hammer. Well, I don't like this premise. Now we're going to decide whose job is hard and whose job isn't hard. No, it's not that it's not hard. I don't like that premise at all. It's not that booking people is hard. It's not hard to go, hey, by the way, we like to have beer that you brewed along with you on the segment. So can you send some beer? That's not... 
So the justification for putting that sentence in an email means that you get more beer than yeah, everybody that's else. Right. That's right. Why, why didn't anybody do it before me? Because Chad's a stoner. Oh, well, why didn't you do it then? Well, it wasn't let, me, let me interrupt here. My only Jesus. argument against the, the you, you're getting your angel's share for doing it is that if that's the policy, you have to make it a policy. And to make it a policy, you have to ask. So I do, I do not like the part where you're like that. I just decided that I get the angel share. You instead sh- should have. I'm being honest here. You instead should have gone. Hey, so I I do all the work for the beer. I get extra beer. What do you think if I keep a bottle here and I keep a bottle there? Like, what is your opinion on that? I mean, that's that is a conversation that should have happened, not just a. Hey, I do this. I'm going to take it. What the fuck? Well, let, let so my uncle Vinny does I, that. I don't, He's I don't, a Wall Street penny rounder. <laughs> He's just taking the remainder of the penny off. You get the penny, but he gets the point zero zero five, and it just adds up over time. It's just an asking thing. That's all I'm saying. I don't. Uh, I don't ever drink. By the way, beer that uh, I don't. Like in other words, if there's a one bottle of something, it comes I don't just in drink. Here. Yeah, always. Yeah. Exactly. It's just extra. Scott, if there was right. a bus driving by and I just threw you under it, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to do well, that. Well, it's all right. It's, you it's, and Scott it's, are no longer friends now. Oh, all right, man. Well, I thought we were good. Uh, it's a big. To bus. be fair, I'll stand up for you. We brought more beer because you told us to. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I also still agree with the math of, the, of your initial premise. We're drinking more beer than we ever did before. Oh, of course. Because people would send beer, and I'd leave it in the fridge and forget about it. Or, and then, uh, no, you'd sure. leave it on the front then porch. Yeah, I got, th- yeah, I got thrown out. <laughs> yeah. So this, all of these things, are I agree with almost that's everything, not, not, except the making a policy about keeping extra there's beer no without, well, you're kind of saying there's a policy. Problem, there's no you're policy. like, ah, oh, so I keep the extra stuff, because that's because I do the work. Sometimes, sometimes. And then I share it at poker night with our bar staff. Yeah. And that's why yeah. our listeners call you smug. Well, I don't. Do you know what smug means? I don't understand. So I'm hearing it. let's What's talk the about sour beer. <laughs> yeah. No, you're too, you're in this too deep yeah. now, Blake. Now this you got to wait for this. To, you got to wait for this to hash out. It's, I apologize, but it's the way. It goes. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, JP, what's the Twitter game? Um, something about a beard and a beard. Yeah, it's actually okay, really good. good. It's probably one of the better. That was ones the worst awesome. segue on the earth. Blake's segue was better than that, Doc, and he's not even a radio guy. No, Doc wants to end the show. <laughs> no, I, I want this shit to end. Let's move on uh, to the next beer. This was awesome. I want to hear. I want the next. Shut beer. up, Doc. If I want this to ride out, it's going to ride out, and you're going to sit there, off. and you're going to sit there just as uncomfortable as me and JP and our guests. We're in this together what about now. Me? Yeah, That's uncomfortable. I know you're. And we're all sitting here uncomfortable. Uh, I agree. That's what I'm saying, man. This is how the show works. That's how it works. <laughs> I want us to all sit in uncomfortable oh, silence. This now. is why we're in you studio. You guys can come back anytime. Is it uncomfortable? Yeah. Is this a behind-the-scenes yeah. BN no, show? What, you, what did you take Xanax today? Yeah. If this is uncomfortable for you, you snorted a line of Xanax. Yeah. No, I'm not uncomfortable. I think it's, wow. fun. I think it's fun. This is what that. we've been doing for 10 years. It's And it's uncomfortable every time we no. do it. No, I guess I, I, yes. I Our listeners weird. know it. Our guests know it. Uh, I took my headphones out a while ago. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to see him do the line of Xanax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I want him to share it with everybody. Yes. The chat room loves it. No, I do the lion's share of the work. Um, I get keep it. Oh, you think it's really hard to snort Xanax? Um, um, what, are you breaking a sweat when you snort Xanax? <laughs> no, but it's hard to go get it. Is it? It doesn't get sent Wait, to you me. just send an email. Yeah. How hard is that? He makes it's a really right. long line. It, it doesn't get it sent to me. I, I have to go get it. All right. All right. Hey, hey, hey. What's going to ha- Let me ask it. What, is, what will happen with the next shipment of beer? What have we, what have I'm we not done? I'm bringing shit in. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We'll just talk to him about it. Drink it myself. Just be like, no, nah, I didn't get any beer. Nope, never arrived. Nope. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Blame FedEx. Sitting in my fridge. I mean, didn't arrive. Lost the FedEx. All right. 
How much beer didn't uh, make it to this desk? <laughs> you, Blake, just uh, give me like an over under here. Uh, if if uh, if how much have you seen us drink? Versus what you, well, yeah, I think deliver. Blake did all the hard work. He should keep all the beer for himself. All right, we get the point oh, yeah. of that one. We're about I to was, drink a lot more beer. Jokes. Uh, yeah, let's just drink more. Let's beer. Do we it. should drink more. So there's more. There right. is more. It's all in the cooler <laughs> anyway. These guys hand night. brought this one. Let's today. add alcohol Absolutely. to this fire. So where's the one that's got the fruit infused in this one? It's in the next bottle that is not in this room yet. <laughs> was that one word or was that only because I'm waiting segment? for everybody else's uh, ready to go? Tasty segue you're gonna, requires you're Scott to get leave. a uh, wine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. I'd keep your ears on out there if I were you, Moscow. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I did that. No, you're good. Way to go. That was uh, what, that was. Let me tell you something. It was bound to happen in one. That was a conversation uh, long in the making. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, and I far prefer them to happen on air than off air. <laughs> Because I'm a sadist. You can't quit on here. And you just start it with, at the very beginning of tonight, you say, we brought a shitload of beer. Yeah, so it's going to be Moscow, really interesting Moscow to see what comes out now. Because he, he gets these funky eyes. eyes like, he's like, I brought you, you this rare barrel beer. So I brought three bottles. Uh, we brought three bottles of the beer he's about to go get. So let's see how much shows up. <laughs> one. How much of that uh, the half of one. beer? The, uh, the one that we really love. We so brought two of each of these. We brought a six-pack of each can. and A six-pack of each can, and we've had two cans of Belinovice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Great. now, that's ridiculous. We're but not no. going to drink a six-pack of each point. can I mean, on air. Your staff as well. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's great. We're I'd happy like to, to share with everybody. Know, I'm going to see some uh, beer you know, notables right. this weekend. The- I'd like to share it with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having yeah. a poker party Friday night. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going I guess, by myself. I guess I get a couple. Yeah, I'm sad and lonely. Yeah, I'm like a doctor, the only honest one yeah. right now. Yeah. I have hands. Can I have some? <laughs> Sharing is caring. All right. Tell us about the next beer we think we're about to drink. All right. So it's called water. To back it up in my bigger perspective, the yeah. last two beers. So this beer was called Emergence. This next beer. Um, it's called Curious Six, and basically we have this line of uh, we call Curious Beers, um, and Curious Two is what we want our GABF medal for, um, where we basically have this idea, maybe a strange notion, process, technique, ingredient, and we want to try it out on a little bit smaller scale. So usually it's about two barrels, um, cask like wooden barrels or less, uh, so a thousand bottles or less, usually around 800 or so. And this next one is taking Emergence, which is the beer we just had. Yeah. We took uh, a lager, fermented with our house, Brett strain that's also got a little bacteria in it. And then we added peaches from an heirloom, well, heirloom variety from a farm near our brewery for the next one. Called of Georgia peaches. Yeah. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're the peach state. Yeah. So uh, Pearson Farms is an amazing peach growing uh, farm in, in Georgia. So we talked to them and uh, developed a relationship. And this is an heirloom variety of peaches that we aged uh, this beer, Emergence, on. Uh, and then bottled, and we, we love it. Okay. Did you puree the peaches also, or how did you do that? No. Well, it's funny. We we actually so Adam and I got into a pretty deep conversation about this one. A deep Dark. like, Dark. Dark. like Dark. we just yeah. had, yeah. or different yeah. deep. Yeah. Probably deep, just like we just had. Simple. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, where we were kind of discussing uh, fruit theory, I would say. Uh, how you? <laughs> what uh, is fruit? <laughs> how we want to age the beer on fruit, how the fruit should be, et cetera. So uh, what we decided to do was just an experiment. So we do a lot of things with kind of a very straightforward scientific method at our brewery. Um, Adam's straight up a scientist, and um, he's roping me into being one. Um, so Bastard. we basically said, all right, I wanted to do whole fruit, and he wanted to try out juice. Um, so we juiced half of the peaches um, and then did 
quartered fruit for the other half. Um, so what we did is we um, aged the beer on the whole fruit part and aged beer with the juice, um, realized the differences, uh, added another round of fruit uh, to the juice because it needed it, okay. and then blended it all back together. Did uh, you just take a dig that you were right about the juice? Is that I, what I heard there? <laughs> I thought I heard the. I could tell by the tone in your voice. <laughs> oh yeah, that uh, you were taking. Look at Jay Goodwin's negative right now. Yeah, I got uh, the microphone. I'm telling it the way I want it. <laughs> Can you describe to us the differences? You know, just for our listeners, so they would know uh, between the two, between the juice and the. And you said the whole fruit or the cubes? Uh, whole fruit. Whole fruit. Yeah. Okay. So what we realized is that uh, – we'll pass it this way. Um, we kind of realized like, – so there's no knock on juice. There's a time and place for juice. It's going to get a different result. We actually won our, our bronze medal with juice. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that one was pretty cool because what it plays into when you have just juice, it's not – it doesn't hit you over the face like this is fruit. Uh, what it kind of does is um, you get more of what seems like a fermentation characteristic. It's a lot more subtle, a lot more blended into the overall beer and kind of presents something that you may or may not attribute to actually being straight fruit juice. Uh, with actual fruit, um, it plays a lot more into the aroma, into the flavor. Um, it, just having the skins in there, I think it really makes it pop. So We're talking sure. today um, at Rare Barrel a little bit about... Uh, Giving it juice might really kick up a very strong fermentation right away as well. Because all sugars available. Yeah, right. it's just right there, and then it, it blasts off all those like very delicate aromatics. You've got to go find it. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be a slower release kind of into the product. It might kind of chill out the whatever's eating the sugar. So, sure. um, yeah. Well, certainly the rate also, of fermentation is going to yeah. affect flavor in a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, the mm-hmm. juice one, you know, admittedly, I was... Then, I was stood corrected, and that's why we do that. Kind of what about the it's a real scientist right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real, yeah. scientific method. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What if you added the juice like you might add just straight sugar, just a little bit at a time? Like, yeah, it could, not, yeah. It could work. Know, the well, I think thing. the the time with the skins and the tannins and stuff that are get extracted mm-hmm. that way, I think you would never achieve with juice. You would never get tannins probably from just adding peach juice. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, then and this is a blend of those yeah, versions. Together, so yeah. overall in here, you've got whole fruit, puree, and juice nice. of peaches oh, wow. in this beer. I think that's the best method. <laughs> all of it. Just everything. Yeah. Yeah. All the fruits. Well, you were able to do your uh, test and then end up with all the beer, you know, the same anyways. Yeah. That's pretty cool. This is another fantastic beer. Oh. Also not out yet. Is it no, also no. not out yet? Okay. So, so hey, look at us getting scoops. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. That's a couple. To this date, um, Ooh, we... We basically, the Curious beers we poured at some festivals that we've been invited to, um, and we've poured them uh, in our, our tasting room for special events. We've never actually released any of the bottles. Okay. Um, so I don't know where this is going to go, uh, but yeah, you guys are definitely the only beer podcasters to ever taste this beer. Yeah! Whoa! All right. So how much Great. did AB pay for half of your... Oh. <laughs> This is another great beer. Wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Maybe we should keep it a secret. That's true. Yeah. I'm tired of making beer hard to get exactly. by uh, talking <laughs> it up. To, you know, this beer, it's all yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, you could hold on to it for a little while. Yeah. 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 So how, how many barrels do you have? Like, what's the size of your cooperage? Uh, right now, we've only we've probably got about 50 to 60 barrels. Um, we're pushing 60. Uh, we're currently... So it's kind of an interesting dichotomy in how our brewery is operating right now, where... We've got one aspect that's really pushing hard to be, uh, we're growing pretty quickly. Um, so year and a half in, we're doing uh, 12,000 barrels. We just got a centrifuge. We're adding five 120s early next year and really maxing out what we do on that side. And that's pushing things like our IPA, our pale ale that's coming out soon, our, you know, the other beers we've had today. 
At the same time, we love the idea of being a small brewery. Um, and it's pretty cool where we've got a staff like between, um, you know, myself, Adam, Dave, who's the other like kind of co-founder. Um, and then, you know, we have the rest of our brewing team. Everybody is interested in kind of different areas and we're pushing to be both kind of large and small at the same time. Um, it feels like it keeps us relevant in what we're developing on the large side, but also, um, you know, we can do fun experimental stuff in the barrels. So we're looking right now for another facility uh, to hopefully grow out our barrel program. And, That's a good idea. You know, the next year, uh, we'd like to add another, you know, four or 5,000 square foot facility where we can really get down and start doing some funky stuff. Um, uh, we have to have temperature control uh, in the facility sure. with Georgia. I mean, it's like 100 yeah. degrees in our brew house yeah, in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, it's little things that make it look pretty cost prohibitive, especially because we can't really sell it out of our tasting room, but it's something that's important to us because we really want to make it. With the humidity, do you notice less evaporation and loss through the barrels, or is it still... No, because we're actually talking about the rear barrel, too. Because yeah. because of the fact that it's so hot, we have to run AC so much that it actually like, dries sure. out the air. You dehumidify yeah. it. Yeah, so we okay. get... AB, uh, we, sorry, we get humidity every time we open the door to our barrel room, but it immediately goes away because we have to chill down back from all the heat okay. we introduce as well. So we have a humidity, our humidifier going on a, on a regular basis. We've got our AC in there as well. Okay. Um, I even like freak out sometimes and if i'll like run down misting with water if i think <laughs> the barrels are too Blake's dry watering his barrels somehow <laughs> i picture him like prancing through the barrel room there's a tutu oh, and a baton and we're, yeah. we're in angel wings in a tutu yes i have the sprints now yeah. Yeah. there's as it warms up a little bit uh, I love this about beer, how that changes. Uh, there's like a melon uh, flavor, too. So it's not just peach. Uh, in fact, the peach isn't even, this sounds kind of ridiculous, but it's not an overwhelming peach flavor, at least no. not how I know peach. So maybe Georgia peaches are, are different. But, the, peach but, for hours. <laughs> but there's like a melon thing, too. Is, is what kind of melon? wine barrels? You know, the Savion Blanc wine barrels. Mm-hmm. And then our, our bread culture is a very kind of bizarre tasting bread culture. It's got four strains in it, and it puts out flavors that are not very common for bread. I think okay. I get, I get a lot of pineapple, melon. melon. It's like a watermelon yeah. almost. Yeah. I get like a honeydew or cantaloupe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. Which is just great. It makes it just even more complex, but there's only the one fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only peach. Okay. So your brat and then a little bit of the Chardonnay barrels, you mm-hmm. think, or the white wine barrels? Yeah, yeah, yeah white wine barrels. And, you know, we lager first, which is, is sort of novel, I think. And that came from, you know, New Belgium. And Chad Jacobson did a big talk about this at CBC where mm-hmm. you, you have a clean beer that you feed to brat, and it sort of really encourages development of bready flavors uh, a little bit quicker than going through something that already has esters and phenolics and things like that and so okay this is meant to be our beer emergence is meant to be the beer and we get new um barrels in that we can get the wine character into the beer we can get a brett flavored beer out quickly and then we can hopefully put those barrels once they're more neutral into our like mixed fermentation program and and just have nice golden sours from there so yeah sort of developing a program uh, around that sort of idea. Is, is this a specific a... lager that you do for this, or is it just like the yeah, beer base? And uh, you just this it? is not a beer that we normally release. It's a it's a lager we called Albert. Actually, Einstein. Uh, mm-hmm. We called it Albert, and it's just a super. I guess if I was going to call it something, it's maybe like a super plain base Hellas. Okay. Um, it's really got very little hop character. Uh, you know, good amount of grain character, but super clean. Yeah, not very one directional in any way. 
Mm-hmm. You guys have a bright future. <laughs> some good beer you're bringing us. Thank you very much. So a little segment that we used to do on this program uh, is called uh, Happy Hour, where we got to learn about brewing disasters. And I read in my notes that you guys have a couple of uh, interesting brewing disasters. We were thinking really deep. We wanted to give you guys some. <laughs> so what do you think, Moscow? Should we do a happy hour segment with these guys? Please. All right, let's do that. Yeah, this uh, return of the happy hour is brought to you by Creature Comforts Brewing Company hey! out of Athens, Georgia. You got some free advertising. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and now, let's see who f***ed up this week. Oh, I think, I think the sponsor fucked up this week. <laughs> Here we go. All right, so bit. give us an idea. What happened? Uh, well, which note are you looking at? We gave you a few. Let me see. The one I like, I think, the most. Yeah, I do have a couple here. Is, um, Shit happens. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Um, let's see. Well, our va- oh, I think I like the carb stone. Oh yeah, that happened not too long ago. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's still fresh in your mind. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about the carb stone who, whose incident. Fault was it? We're not going to throw anybody in the bus. Do it was, that. Dude, we're a team. Oh, we not- don't. <laughs> yeah, this is all about. The yeah, bus. wait, wait. Till you've been around for yeah. ten years and talk to me about team. Not on our team. <laughs> it was my fault. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> Um, so tell me about the carbstone incident. Uh, it was it was an interesting situation. Uh, yeah, did we, you discover it in the morning? Yeah, I came in and yeah. you know, I, where do, just to back up a little bit, where does a carbonation stone live in a professional brewery, and what is it there to do? Uh, so you know, you carbonate a beer uh, by uh, forcing CO two through a very small pore in a stainless steel stone or a ceramic stone, and it dissolves in. As long as the beer is cold and it's under pressure, it's going to take the CO two up. So it's in a bright tank. It's a big tank. It, you call it bright because it's about ready to go into a package. It's not clear or it's not turbid. It's pretty bright and clear. Okay. Um, so get it in the morning. Somebody left it on overnight, which is actually a super dangerous situation. If you leave something introducing pressure into a tank and for example your pressure relief valve fails and i i've read about people oh, that yeah. have exploded tanks and you can hear it from yeah, 10 miles away what size yeah. tank is this uh, this is a 60 barrel bright tank and, and how long would it normally take to carbonate a beer this uh, way five six hours something oh, okay. like that it's and pretty some, quick yeah somebody if you're going really slow maybe a little more and it's actually better to go to slow you're going to save a little bit of aroma that's something we we focus on but um somebody left it on overnight the pressure got really high and for whatever reason, the pressure valve did not uh, execute its job. Oh. And uh, so the door gasket was leaking beer pretty steadily when I got in. and uh, Which is lucky in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because over the, the rating of the tank, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So exactly. the gasket failed before the tank. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Thank that, God. Yeah. 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 Once the the stainless steel fails, you're talking about quite a lot of pressure, a bad day. <laughs> but uh, it's completely disastrous. It happened at a brewery in the south, I won't mention, but it blew the roof off of the place. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's a dramatic explosion. And so So give me an idea. You you come in and it's leaking from the, the manway cover. And yes. it's, now by leaking is it, it, it's trickling or it's spraying it's across like the room. It's like a water hose when your thumb's over it. Yeah, okay. That's about right. Yeah, yeah. it's it's shooting a steady stream, but and about that volume as well? Yeah. Maybe a little bit less. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who saw it first? I, I got in the morning. Did like you six or immediately seven or something. do something, or yeah, did you call like, over other people for? No, you know, I just kind of, the this is the guy we call. I was, yeah, <laughs> right. Half a cup of coffee in, just like God damn it. 
<laughs> well, I can, now, now I can also picture you standing there with your cup of coffee, not moving for a moment, and just going, oh, shit. Well, that tank's yeah. about to explode. Why am I going to walk up yeah, to it? Oh, yeah, he's yeah. not standing there too close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that man way could go flying. At that point, you know, right? well, been, you cut off the CO2. It's been yeah. stable for first. hours and hours. You know, maybe there's yeah. just a slight chance that something's going to happen at that point. But, you know, would have happened by now. Most likely. But, yeah, we were able to clean a tank and kind of move it out, and the beer was okay. It was overcarbed. Did you instantly know when you saw it what the culprit would be? Uh, you look at the valve and it's open. And okay. It's still on, you know? I mean, so you, it's go, like, you yeah. go over quickly and shut yeah, it off? You close it and then you kind of walk away. You freak out for a second because you're half awake. And then, you know, you're like, all right, I got to do something about this. <laughs> was there a worker sleeping next to the switch? <sighs> I wish it was. I don't know. You could point to that. It was just, you know, mindlessness. But <laughs> um, You yeah. know, uh, Blake threw you under the bus about the juice. Yeah, it's okay yeah. to say that Blake yeah. fucked up the carb stone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how much beer did you lose? Not this time. Uh, we, what did we look at it even afterwards? It must have been less than five barrels. Yeah, I think. Not otherwise, the bean counters would have. We noticed. we basically pretty. I mean, our team. Uh, I mean, to, okay. So our team messed up. Yeah, uh, and we've got a, about eleven people full time in the production staff now. Um, we, I would argue that we've got one of the smarter brewing teams. Period. Like yeah. we have a lot of extremely smart individuals, nice. and it's pretty awesome because most of them. Uh, I think only one actually have any experience in production brewery before this job. Just a bunch of really, really smart dudes. And so we're all really quick problem solvers. Like, that's what we do. Hmm. Uh, so I wasn't even there. I think I was brewed, like, the late shift. So I got an off late. So I was coming in late the next day and um, coming in. And people are, you know, I saw, like, the stream. And it's like, yeah, we're about to do this and this and this. And I was already walking into uh, answer mode. So our guys had figured out that... Um, they had just finished packaging, or I think the day before, on another 60-barrel Bright. They did a quick CIP on it, transferred the beer over, uh, saved the beer into another tank, and then went back and figured out the issue with that tank that we were having a problem with. So the beer was fine. Saved mm-hmm. the beer. Except over-carbonated, like you said. Yeah. yeah which, which you could fix, right? But it was actually it. pretty cool for us, because we had never carved up. It was Athena that was the beer, um, which is our Berliner Weiss. <laughs> it's pretty oh. usually. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and we were like, you know, that's a beer that's traditionally going to have more carb, and it was like, mm-hmm. sweet, this is what this beer tastes like with more carb, and we never really experienced that before, and um, that gave us a lot of thoughts of maybe how we present that beer in the future, but it, yeah. was, it was actually worth, worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is a uh, person who left the valve on still with the company? Oh, of course, yeah. And, if, if, and I assume that this mistake has never happened again. No, the, yeah. you know, we hope to never repeat our mistakes. But it, yeah. it, my philosophy is if you own up to your mistake, then yeah. then you're fine. You yeah. know, this when you try to bury a mistake, that there's some, you know, there's a little bit of malice, and, and that's not okay. And I feel like, okay, so that's a dangerous mistake, mm-hmm. but... I also feel like it could happen. Like it's just oh, yeah. obvi- it's just one it's of those things. Mistake. It's mm-hmm. one small thing. And you're just you're headed out the door. You did the other ten things <laughs> mm-hmm. and you forgot the one valve. Yep. Right. I well, could just yeah. I'm just saying yeah. it's the explainable. PRV failed. I mean, you know, you, you, yeah, not, there's well, there's that too, right? It's yeah. really not your absolute fault. You know, the, the, well, did it make you go check the rest of your pressure release valves? Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We take them off. We you you test them almost every time. It's oh. just crazy if they blow and it gets a little foam in there. It can get kind of sticky. And then they they just they screw up every yeah. once in a while. So it's not a perfect system. And, okay. Uh, yeah. 
So, well, feel, nobody you fail as a team, and the team failed. <laughs> right. The but then the team won when we fixed who it. Went yeah. Tony, <laughs> who nice. went to Tony Robbins <laughs> and uh, got the whole team concept? <laughs> I've heard this before. It's I think like, they I just mean, like each other. You're no, just in the trenches all day. The team you know? can't, the team can't do this because the team did this and the team did that. Well, I mean, right. and, I mean, when you're on a 30-barrel brew house or even larger or smaller, I would imagine, like, Nobody is making the beer. I mean, mm-hmm. it, t- it touches several hands before it gets to anybody that's drinking that beer. You guys so. should wear gloves. It's fucked up. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's it's crazy to think that any one person is responsible for that beer. It's absolutely everybody involved. No, but it's, it's actually kind of kind of good the way you guys think of it as the team. Yeah. The team fails. Everybody fails. Mm-hmm. We're in a lot of uh, companies or it's like... Who's point. to blame? Point, yeah. point. And you can't do it that way. Well, the you, team's doing well. This next yeah. beer is uh, awesome. Are you, you guys doing some sort of voodoo or something? Because the beer keeps <laughs> getting better. We, is that the alcohol? It's stronger or is, is stronger the, as we go. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is, so this beer is actually the only bottle release we've ever had. It was that three-month window when the law changed before they updated a new regulation. Oh. Um, so uh, this beer has quickly developed a little bit of a cult status. It's called See the Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a imperial stout. It was the first beer we brewed after the first weekend we opened. Um, and we uh, we brewed it. It's big, gnarly stout. Um, it's, it was originally about 90 IBUs. Scala was smoke malt in it, roasted malt. I mean, it's just a big stout. Um, it's 10.9% um, in the bottle. And what we did is we took um, Willet barrels, uh, Willet bourbon barrels, sent them to a friend's farm in New Hampshire, got them to age maple syrup in those barrels for four months, drained the maple syrup out, sent them back to us, and then put the stout inside and aged for a year in the barrel. Wow. Right. What a great idea. So it obviously it's it's got a lot of maple sugar in there and sweetness, but we really tried to think ahead and balance that out with that smoke and bitterness that we're going to add from the IBUs. Um, and it, and, you know, kind of gives you this rich, luscious, uh, dark chocolate thing going on. Yeah. It's like, did you guys test it at all after the barrels? Cause you know, you got residual sugars in there yeah, and you know it fermented a little bit more. Yeah, was, I actually estimated it was going to be a lot higher. It was, um, it was a mystery. We, we sent it to an alkalizer uh-huh. just because you, yeah. you have no idea at that point. You know, it's like, it's totally, well, we thought it was going to be 13 or so. So, yeah. So what did the barrel add to it? Um, Alcohol-wise? Yeah. Maybe like 0. 0.4, 0. Yeah. 0.2. Not much yeah. at all. Wow, really? Now, it seems like the maple syrup uh, absorbed a good amount of that straight bourbon that you were going to get. Right. So then once we actually got it, we only got alcohol contributed by the maple syrup still left in the barrel. Mm. Um, so it really didn't add a whole lot. The maple syrup comes across as great melanoidin, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just like a sweet maple syrup. Well, we also, I mean, for this beer, we boiled for like 14 hours. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's melanoid. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. kind of melanoid? I get more like honeydew. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I blame, no. I'm on Facebook. I'm not. Is, and I actually wanted to ask you, JP, because yep. uh, we've been disagreeing about what is subtle and not. I think the smoke <laughs> in this beer is subtle. I'm curious. In the aroma or the if, flavor? I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I need specific, is it, uh, yeah, I just I think you guys mentioned that you just had a, a big smoky flavor to kind of prepare for this, but I think it's nice and subtle. I'm not it's, a fan of smoke, so I like that it's nice and subtle. Uh, I would say it's uh, subtle to semi-aggressive, okay, which I like. <laughs> yeah, but I think it might be. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm having a problem differentiating between the smoke and the uh, the roast malt because sometimes those yeah. can kind of like 
uh, help each other and, and elevate the, the that kind of well, the fine line between the two. There's also the char from the barrel. Yeah, you're yeah. you're going to get some of that through there, and I'm getting a lot of that, but it's... A, I still wouldn't call it... The, the maple subtle. syrup really comes yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. I say of, Dark Lord's got nothing on this yeah, beer. This exactly. is a great beer. See, yeah. and, and that's actually a really good point on like these bottles that, that get these super cult followings and people line up for, yeah. for days and get a lottery system. There's always a beer good enough, as good, if not better, on the market that you've never heard of. Well, yeah. I think Dark Lord is a fantastic it's beer. Fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love that beer, and sure. I see why people love it. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying, I, if I had to stand in line for 20 minutes to get this one or 20 days or whatever it is for fucking Dark Lord... Right. I'm fine with that. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you don't you don't need to do that. People, I yeah, think yeah. a lot Go of find another, in the craft yeah. beer uh, world uh, think that that's what you have to do to get these super rare beers. Which but is you, a way I approach GABF, by yes. the way, too. I always go to the breweries that don't have a line. Yeah. I find tons of great beer, and frankly, more often or not, those unknown breweries that I find that, yeah. that I end up really enjoying the beer, I see them on the metal stand t- on Saturdays. Yes. Almost oh, yeah. these mm-hmm. unknown breweries making sure. fantastic beer. Yeah, it's it's all yeah. out there, man. You and then on Saturday night, they have a line at the booth. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So that's how that's but, unfortunate. The price of success, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, I, I see the cult following for this one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, yeah. If, you, if you're out there, Get stand in one. line for this thing. What's it called? It has you and your it's, you and the rare barrel and your goddamn names. Yeah, so this one, uh, <laughs> see the star. The yeah, the name yes. comes from a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote that actually Adam was a big fan yeah, of. Of course, it does. When, uh, <laughs> when the nights, yeah. when the nights darkest, men see the stars. Oh, that's yeah. good. Actually, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like it. Yeah, and it's got like, like a weird alien on it. Yeah, <laughs> so the original inspiration for Creature Comforts, uh, David, our our partner, uh, his friend made these crazy creature drawings when they were in college. Oh, okay. And, uh, so we didn't use that, you know, initially. It's sort of I think this, it looks great. It's the bizarro world that uh, you know are sort of more rare bottles reference. Uh, we're the creatures, and we're enjoying the creature comforts. So I think it's super cool. Sam. Looks good on there. What is he just like holding a Christmas tree or a it's pile a of candle, shit? It's a candle, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a candle. <laughs> flaming pile of shit. It's a flaming, yeah. flaming yeah. wax stick. <laughs> that thing, yes. Yeah. I don't know what alien shit looks like. It could be that. <laughs> Fire. That's what I never understood about poetry. So what is it? When men, when it's d- the night Wait, is darkest, what? men see the stars or yeah. whatever? Isn't that just saying like when you put your shoes on, your feet won't you won't step on glass? I it's just, like a metaphor. It's man. a metaphor. You got to go know, farther than the literal like, interpretation. Like, I don't want to, that's why I read Harry Potter. It's no, just, it's, it's, it makes sense to me. It's like when you get cancer, you still play video games. <laughs> So take, oh. That's poetry. Oh, no, now that spoke to you, didn't no, that, 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 that's you. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it home, buddy. That man's a fucking poet. You're about to cry. I'm, I am crying. I'm actually crying. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I think it's a leaky heart valve, though. That's, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I think Tasty was just voice texting. He didn't. Out of context. Can I say that online? Look, we are running out of time. We have a few things left to do. I'm going to take. We're going to take a fast break. Uh, just a couple uh, sponsors to play. When we come back, we got to do beer news. We got a game to play. Let's just do the game. Screw the news. I will right, skip the news. Yeah. We'll come back. We're gonna, we got a brand new game that we're going to play. I'll tell you what we need. We need four callers. Uh, so triple eight four zero one beer. Triple eight four zero one beer. Call now, uh, Bevo. The, the first four. She's going to put you on hold, and um, we're going to play this new game with the creature uh, creature comforts guys, and we're going to drink more beer. Hey. And uh, I'm going to catch a bigger buzz than I have right now. Let's do it. We got a little time left to do that. Hang in there. It's the session with creature comforts. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. Cheers. 
find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yes, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, don't forget about our wonderful sponsor, Adam and Eve. You know, you can go to adamandeve.com right now, and if you use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, you get, uh, what do you get? You get 50% off just about any one item. Yep. You get uh, free shipping. Yep. You get 10 free DVDs. Yes. You get a prostate gift, massager. No. Well, a gift for him. Oh, maybe. So it could be that. Yeah. You get a gift for her. Which is another thing. I don't know what. Yeah. A prostate massager? Uh, yeah, that. She gets a yeah. and then goes looking for one. Yeah. And you get a gift <laughs> for both of you. Oh, fuck. Which is what, like another chick? <laughs> I think it's an hour of TV time. An hour with it's the an remote. An hour being left alone with <laughs> yeah. the remote. I, right. I, I think it's a it's a coupon for get out of cuddling free. <laughs> yes, that's a gift. Oh. Uh, what so I get for one of those? You uh, get all that by using coupon code B N A R M Y B N Army over at AdamandEve.com. I love your hair, by the way. So uh, yeah, is it is it sticking out right? It's amazing. Oh yeah, right. look at that. Is that it all Kramered? You got some good yeah, curls. Yeah, you right nice. Oh wow. Let me have a look. Here. Um, no, don't fuck. Is, oh, yeah. Hey, is that any better than coming in on his beard? I can't see what it's doing. Oh yeah, it's a little bit. It's like I'm like a I'm like a dumb Kramer. You're like right a now. like a shitty rockabilly guy. <laughs> yeah, I went for that look today. I hairsprayed it that way. I was like, when I was leaving my house, I was like, you know, it would look good. Shitty, shitty rockabilly. Yeah. You can't afford pomade, so you fucking hairspray. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I used vinegar and wax. I don't know what it was. All right. Uh, we're going to play a new game. And right. Vinegar and vinegar. Um, are we going to mess this one like up, too? Stick together well. Uh, <laughs> we? a new game. Oh, I know. Oh, uh, God. All right. So Bevo is sorting out right now who our contestants are. And really, the contestants don't actually get to play with us. Uh, we're going to play for them, uh, at, least, oh. at least in this oh. first edition of our new game. So I'll work that out here with Bevo in just a minute. Uh, Moscow, explain our new game to us. There is a uh, particular beer score website that uh, for now shall remain unnamed. But when you pull it up, it will give you a score of a beer. You'll see it right at the top. There's two big red numbers that are assigned the beer, 1 to 100. Uh, one is the, uh, the sort of consensus, and the other is the, the bros score, or whatever they call it. We're just going for the main score, the red number assigned to any given beer on this uh, very popular beer rating website. So okay, like, so, so it's like, the beer score game. So one is, sorry, so one is crowdsourced and the other is like uh, employee-based or whatever? And we're going for yeah, the crowdsourced number? Yeah, a couple of employees. Well, yeah. Okay. Is that, that that's what the bros so are? What, what, so what the yeah. people, oh, the people. So, Oh, I see. But we want the one that the people it's, have evaluated. They, it's considered to be the main score. Really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So any beer is rated on a scale of zero to one hundred. That's right. Okay. So here we'll we'll do a couple calibrator beers just so you guys kind of know where we're at. So Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is at ninety one oh. on this particular website. Okay. Okay. Uh, are we going to guess these scores? Yeah. I mean, I got a list of beers. Yeah. So I'm, wait, oh, wait for I can it. do this. Giving you some calibration, yeah. right? Yeah. Now. Uh, right. Fat Tire coming in at eighty two. Hmm. And uh, Coors Light coming in at 51. Wow! What? That <laughs> shit. Let me get on that site right now. Moscow, uh, PM me that. Uh, yeah. What about PBRs? 51. PBR is going to be part huh. of the game. 
Uh, right, so now the way it's going to work is uh, we're going to. Uh, all right, so those are our calibration light. beers. Oh. And then okay. go ahead. So yeah. we're going to guess our own. Yeah, yeah. The hosts in this room and then the guests, of course, who uh, are going to guess the, the number. And basically, the closer you are, the better. So say, Justin, you guess 85 and the actual score is 80. Well, your difference is five. The person with the lowest score at the end of the game is going to win. Uh, okay. Oh. Is it like what price is right where you can't go over? Nope. He's no, just going to okay. tally the difference yeah. for the whole game. So over five beers. Oh, so your, my your difference is error? my yeah. difference is five on the first beer and five on the second beer right. and five on the third beer. My score is fifteen. Exactly. Okay. And we're going to so the lowest score wins. Yes. yes. And we're going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, we're going to do eight beers, and wow. I have a tiebreaker if necessary. A tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. We've, we've played this game at our brewery before. Oh, you really? Yeah. 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 Well, we didn't get the we didn't do the tally the same way, but our, our CEO one day. Was was like, you know what? If you name a style and give me the beer and where it's from, I can tell you the point within three points. Wow. He nailed now, every is single that one because he's a major user of, of websites like that or just because he he, he felt accurate uh, at scoring beers? Because he understands the industry. Because ah. so much of it is, I mean, you can have, uh, think about this, is like you can have a banging amber, amber ale and yeah. it's not going to be a 99. Yeah, okay. Because nobody cares no, about amber cares. that much sure so it's it's really interesting yeah. just like coors light could be an amazing american light lager but yes. it's going to have a score of 51 right okay all right i'm gonna do so bad at this, game. <laughs> this is i mean i'm pretty bad at games as it is but this is going to be my worst because well, you vote emotional <laughs> well, yes. for the very reasons yeah. that blake pointed out if you're familiar with uh, this website you'll see you'll know those weird things that you know what right. people will do when they hate something, even you know, they won't, uh, you know, give it a good number. Well, so let me do this it's because like hate beer. I'm going to assign our uh, listeners to different people. Uh, are you familiar with this website, Tasty, and how it works? Do you feel that you'll be good at? No, at, no, barely. At, no, no okay. barely. I wouldn't be good, but I. I who is going to be good? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have... I'm going to dominate everything. Yeah, you're, th- you're yeah. good at this oh, one. yeah, I'm okay. great at most things, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blake and Adam, I'm going to have you guys play as a team. Cool. Sure. Um, to, should we get your CEO on the line? <laughs> yeah. Is he calling in? No, no ringers. No they ringers. Call in? Oh, you should have. Well, all right, so we have four contestants, uh, right, on, on the phone. Um, so only four of us are playing for them. I don't think I should play for anybody. Why, why I think we that would teams? be a bad... Um, yeah, so you and Beardy are yeah. together. Um, Tasty, you're, I'm making you oh, go boy. solo. Uh, JP solo, yeah, solo and Creature oh. Comforts together. And I'm, I'm going to play, but I'm not playing for anybody because right. that, that's a handicap. You play with yourself. I'm just going to play <laughs> with yeah, myself. Yeah. You're best at that. So let's see. Uh, who do I have here? Uh, HH from Athens, Georgia. You're oh, playing dude. for him, Creature yeah. Comforts. Hey. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got way, HH. That guy's been in the chat room talking so much shit about your beers, dude. Yeah, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so Let me do this. HH is with CC. Who's HH? Oh, I want to know. JP, you're going to get AG because he's from Texas. Oh, so, all right. That's AG right. gets JP. You're well, playing for him. Um, show you how a proper public school education gets you, dude. Let's see. Beardy and Doc, you're going to play for Nick, who's from Fairfield. California? California. Yeah. Oh. And Tasty, you're going to play for Joe in Iowa. All right, Joe. Yeah. Joe Biden? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's a big yeah, he fan. He lives in Iowa. He needs help. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. for sure. Joe Biden and Journey, they're our biggest fans. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Joe Biden's known to drink a beer and <laughs> yeah. grow up a woman or two. Yeah. All right, so we got eight beers. I assume that Moscow's got the score situation worked out. Yeah. Um, 
Let's <laughs> let's let's play the beer score game. All right. The first beer is Deschutes Mirapond Pale Ale. Mm. Let's start with Justin. No calibration from other people's guesses. Yeah, good call. Um, so I like that Blake just chimed in about how these sites work. Oh, uh, no. It's going to help me a little bit. Because I would score Mirapond pretty high. Mm-hmm. But I think now people's calibration has changed a little bit. It's not really a West Coast uh, pale ale anymore. Whatever well, it was, I mean. Um, people are going to judge it against a West Coast pale ale instead of like an English pale ale. I'm going to say it's a 82. 82 on my Mirror Pond. JP. Mirror Pond is a pale ale from Deschutes Brauer yes. in Oregon. <laughs> 82. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. People really like that beer. They do. That's I don't know true. Why? It's a very spicy U.S. pale ale. <laughs> um, is it? No. Well, I, I, anyway, uh, I'm gonna say, ah, fuck you. 80. I'm gonna say 84. Okay. Yeah. I like where this is going. Yeah. Creature comforts. I, I think y'all are right in the yeah in the hot zone well, right let's, there. That's... Let's put in perspective. So. Um, it's in Oregon, so it's going to be rated higher. <laughs> it's got a large distribution <laughs> footprint. It does however. have a large distribution footprint. Um, people really like the shoots. It's got a lot of backbone to it. Uh, Are you as going far higher as, than eighty four. Well, so I mean, Sierra Nevada's got a ninety one. That's great, but Sierra, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sierra guys, please stop fighting quality. in front of us. It's not a. It's not appropriate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not air dirty laundry I think, here. Fucking awkward. I think the Mirror Pond. Uh, I think we can do like an. What do you think, like 86, 85? Well, why don't we protect ourselves and go with, like, uh, what did you say, 84? Let's he go said, 85. I like uh, how we're bartering. They're right. bartering <laughs> with each other. Yeah. I think we could go as high but, as but I, I, I think it's going to be a little bit higher because it's an old-school Oregon pale ale. You want to go 86? I want to go 86. All right. All right. I do Let's like your or- – I love your Oregon logic. <laughs> really well, funny. it's from Oregon, so it's going to get rated higher. <laughs> Good call. All right, Tasty. I love you, Oregon. Well, yeah, I think it's a, uh, a well-distributed beer, and uh, you know, and it's going to have like a you know nice uh, number. I uh, it's going to have a, <laughs> it's gonna yeah. have a million rating. I'm going to find it. It wouldn't, certainly wouldn't be a ninety, but I'm going to think it's going to be really high. I'm going to go way out there and say eighty-eight. No. Wow. All right, and then the dynamic duo that is Doc and Beardy. <laughs> yeah, very dynamic over here. Oh, Beardy brought up something that's. Relevant is is it an English pale ale and not an American pale ale? Yeah, I, so, I brought that up and too. And it's been it's, 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 <laughs> yeah. and it's, been, it's been around a while. Yeah. They don't really rate on style. So, Those are both really I, I think, relevant. I think That's go- why I lowered the score is because they're not rating on style. That's why Coors can get a fifty one because oh, yeah. I think they were going to compare it to get, West Coast IPA uh, right. pale ales. It's rated so, on a sexy scale. Oh uh, uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I think we we'll go with our first one. Uh, 85. 85. All right, wow. so we all picked uh, different numbers. In the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope no one from Deschutes is listening. Moskowitz. 88. Tasty nailed it. Oh, right yeah. I told you 87, wow. Doc. Uh, God, I was going to go 88, Okay. Too. Well, we're, we're not doing... I did pretty bad. Um, I'm, uh, I just got a score of six on that. Tasty's score is zero. Uh, JP is a score of four. Uh, Creature Comforts is a score of two. And uh, the Beard and the Doc are a score of three. Just as an example, so everybody's on the board here except for me with a six. But Tasty with a zero after round one. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Next beer. Anchor IPA. Ooh. Mm. All right, let's go backwards. 
Uh, I'll start with the Beard and Doc team uh, with Anchor IPA. Can I get a clarification? It's not Liberty. No. no. Okay. It's no, the straight one that new Anchor IPA. No. Yeah. Oh. Um, What's the score? I think people are going to be harsh on that one. Mm-hmm. An, I, an IPA from Anchor. But if but it's new and everybody wants to rate it really now and mm-hmm. just give a number. Remember, it's about how much that, you love a I'm bird. Thinking, I'm, I'm thinking low 90s. Oh, I, I was going to guess upper 70s. Ooh. Mm. Trouble in paradise. Like, Maybe we should, yeah. come, <laughs> should we come back yeah. to you? The honeymoon is yeah. over. Yeah. Should we come back to you guys? Or? Yeah, come back. Yeah. To, we, we, yeah. we want to talk this over. Yeah. Remember, it's not a blind tasting. They know the brand. They know right. the beer. All right. Tasty, what are you going to do here? Uh, we'll, we'll let them. We'll let the girls talk. All right. Well, again, because uh, <laughs> it's anchor, it's going to get extra, extra points. Right? You, you expect it to be good. Yeah, I like People your philosophy that here that they go by the brand. Right. Yes. And, uh, I don't know how available it is, but... Uh, the beer. Thought I'm not even gonna. Maybe I should, they're they're good friends of ours. And mm-hmm. I don't want to comment too harshly on the beer, but it's not like in the top twenty five percentile of IPAs. Okay, I, that's what I'd say, right? So, I, I, so if I was going to judge it as a beer, I'd say like I give it like an eighty two. But because it's them, I'm gonna go like eighty six. Eighty six. All right. I'm going back to Beardy and Doc now, and I want to give them the advantage of listening to everybody. You were supposed to go first, so give us a number. Oh, I wasn't listening to what they were saying. <laughs> perfect skill. Um, yeah. You, I right think you should be married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had years to perfect this skill. Yes. Um, are you going to let me just... Yeah. I'll just okay. Yeah. I'm going to say 79. Okay. Creature Comforts. All right. This one, uh, it came out, and it was, it was. I was excited because. Wait, uh, when did this come out? Can we ask that? Two years, two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. You know, it was after after Fritz left, and uh, love anchor. Uh, it was a little malty for me, honestly. Yeah. So can we throw yeah. a caveat out that this is not at all adhering to like quality of the beer, but <laughs> yeah. nor is exactly. it nor is it the score you would give. Right. This we, is the score we think it has. Right. Did we I, say so any of that? No. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I actually think that this is not going to be a really well-rated beer on this site. Um, I think it's not a sexy execution for IPAs these days, and what people are really looking for in the IPA category. Um, I think it's probably leaning towards the English style, which people are kind of leaving behind. There's not a lot of English IPA drinkers. Yeah. 80? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be in that range. Uh, let's say 82, because I, I think there's enough smart people out there to bump up the, the scale a little bit to realize that Just it's from the quality of the beer. Right. Yeah. So let's let's go with 82. I agree. All right. JP. I was going to hit 82 as well. I think um, you can do the same number. There's nothing well, right. Oh, we adjusted to, for that. Yeah. Just saying rules wise, I think it's yeah. fine. We adjusted for JP. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Um. What? Gonna say eight. Oh, fuck me. You had all this time. I'm gonna say <laughs> eighty-four again. I'm gonna go another eighty-four. I feel like just going with whatever Tasty does for the rest of the day. He's <laughs> <laughs> a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Don't one, worry about it. One, yeah. one random one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you're, you're 100%. I'm going to go lower, and I'm going to give it an 81 on this one. Believable. 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 <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. 83. Oh! 83. Oh, nice. Wow. So Tasty uh, and Creature Comforts now tied at three. Yeah, yeah buddy. Mm. Take it. Nice work. There, so nice work. Freezing. All right, next beer. <laughs> Rodenbach Grand Cru. Ooh. That's a tough uh, one. Yeah. Mm. That doesn't mean what I think of it, right? 
No, it right. never. Yeah. Jesus. All right. So game wide for the whole night. It's not what you think of it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Except when it is. Poor Warren. And yeah, you right. have this to is speak. who you paired me with. <laughs> Doc always has to have a handler. You know this by now. Oh, shit. Low man on the totem pole. I'm going to start this one out, and I'm going to give it a 93. I think it's done really well on there. I'm going to give it a 93. JP? I'm going to say... People love this stupid... 99. I'm going 99. (laughs) People love that... Yeah. Fucking gross beer. No, it's good beer. Oh, it's so nice. Gross? Creature it's Comfort. A, it's a world-class beer. It is a world-class yeah. beer. Um, Your mom's a world-class beer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's, yeah. <laughs> Wait. I mean, you're... I don't know. He's not good at that part. <laughs> Go back into your hole and let us do this game. <laughs> hey, we'll see. Yeah. So, all right. Let's talk about this. So, it's it's a Belgian sour, so it's going to be rated well. It's... Uh, Rodenbach, which I would say the regular beer is probably not rated that well, but the Grand Cru is, it's got that sexy added to it. Yeah. It's, uh, an, it's an expensive beer. It's I expensive. Mean, you, all these reviewers are paying 20 Right. So they want to make themselves feel better yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good it call. has to be good. I, I think it's, it's, I think it's yeah, at least a 95, 96. Yeah. yeah I was uh, going between 94 and 96. So maybe 95. we, but man, it. Don't steal our number again. <laughs> what did you guys say? We, just yeah, we haven't said anything. Haven't gone gone You're right. right numbers. So don't steal our number. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with 95. Yes. Yeah. All right. Tasty? Wow. Man, I was going to go 95, but that... <laughs> you can. Well, I can't, except it'd be no like, change in score. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. We're still uh, gonna I'm going to go you. 94, thinking it might be 3 or 4. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And uh, the beard. 96, I think, is what we're going to go with. Okay. All different scores. Again. I don't know what Doc ever is thinking. I think I'm right on this one. (laughs) I think I'm spot on. I think it's 93. 95. So that uh, Creature Comfort's now in the lead, staying at three, tasty up to four. We play this game all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So anybody's game. You can have wild swings on one beer in this game. So no one's out of it yet. Doc and Beardy at eight, JP at nine, Justin at ten. At nine? We're still in it. Yeah. That's fucking Look bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next beer. Uh, Gordon Bierce Blonde Bach. Oh, now we're oh, getting hard. That's a, that's a hard one, yeah. Like excited or like this is difficult? <laughs> We've this been hard way hard. Yeah. I mean, I like that beer I, too, right. but... Dan's a great guy. Yeah. Not many people know that style, so... I, yeah. yeah, that's why I think this right. is going to be judged harshly. Like that Rauk beer competition we had. <laughs> Oh, sorry. There was some harsh judging? What? Yeah. Um, all right, I'll start just to keep things moving. Hmm. I need to, well, I need, other than a Coors Light, I need to know a craft beer that got rated like in the 60s or 70s yeah. to help calibrate we, this. Because yeah. I want to put this in the 70s, but I don't think that's right. It's in the 80s somewhere. I'm going to give it 80. I'm going to give it a nice round 80. Okay. Right there. Okay. Um, JP? I'm going to say, uh, fuck you is what I'm going to say, hmm. 86. Okay. Yeah. Um, is this like the spelling bee? Can we ask how many the ratings there are? No. <laughs> nope. Too late. No? Well, Use it in a right. sentence. What's the, what, what is the beer again? Gordon Biersch Blonde Bach. Gordon Biersch Blonde Bach. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It's, it's like any Gordon Biersch, like there's a million of them, right? No, like, but it's the blonde buck. It's yeah, like it's they're pretty sweet. Only one malty. brewery does a commercial. All right, level. so this, people like it actually because it's strong. This is not going to be a well-rated beer, okay? Because the people who like it to on be strong, side. yeah, are not the people who are writing reviews on a website. Okay, mm-hmm. good call. Um, drunk seventy-five. Uh, I can go down to 70, maybe. No, that's too low. Okay. I think it's going to probably... I would say it's going to average at like... I would say 77. Wow. Hmm. That's okay. what I was going to... I'll go with it. Going to go with it. All right. Tasty? I think the uh, brand's going to carry it, though. So I'm going to mm. go 82. Putting it up in the 80s with me and Ooh, JP. Ooh, that's a big difference. Uh, Doc and Beard. So... Doc wants to go with 72, so we'll let him pick this one. All right, so Doc's going on the low side there. I don't think that's a terrible guess. I do think people are going to not accurately rate this beer, but this one's an enigma. I I don't know. It's it's really difficult. um, It's not everybody's beer. A lot of people don't like it. Doc's just calling it at eye level for him. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, man. All right, what is it? Man, Creature Comforts nailed it at 77. What? You guys are cheating. Uh, yeah. Someone's feeding you. Give me your phone. Put your phones on the table. Down. Yeah. Cheaters. So here's the deal. We're in the your business CEO of selling beer, you. and you need to know the market. Yeah, good call. Good call. <laughs> Actually, this will be an, an interesting experience. Uh, we should always play with an in-studio brewery guest and see if the brewery guest always kills it for this yeah. for this reason. We also watch reviews like Hawks. Like just okay. Okay. All right. All right. We're halfway through. we got four beers left. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Here we go. Next one's PBR. Here's where I really start. Ah, this is where you shine. I'm right. fucking around for now, but yeah. all right. <laughs> you come alive. Time yeah. to turn it on right now. Beardy Doc, you must go first this time. Actually, first, so don't take ten minutes. Just give okay. me, figure it out. PBR. Remember your calibration. No. Coors Light got a fifty-one. Right. So, how many hipsters use this website? <laughs> a lot. Uh, a yeah. lot. I would um, say, yeah. So Same that's going to factor in. That's going to factor in for yeah. sure. I don't think it's going to be in the '80s, though. I do. What? Wow. Doc thinks it's going to be in the 80s. Oh, because of the hipsters. All right, what's your number? Doc doesn't even know what hipsters are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when was the last time Doc was a hipster? He think it means, he think it means fat Back when they, when they coined that phrase. <laughs> yeah. Look at that hipster. Get a fedora on. Look at the hips on that hipster. Yeah, Doc, you are a hipster. You have a fedora on. <laughs> you are officially a, a hipster. Uh, actually, that makes you even more of a hipster. Yeah. Uh, actually, his, he correct us on your hat wear. Do you want eighty-two? Yeah. Okay, eighty-two. <laughs> Wow. You're a good compromise, Beardy. You are a good husband. Yeah, well, no, this isn't married. even a compromise. This is giving him what he wants, so that way I can go to sleep later. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, I'll call him all night. Dude, dude, dude. Uh, tasty. Uh, what? What, what do you think? Uh, PBR. What? Well, I think uh, there is could be some hipster uh, swing effect there, although hipsters wouldn't find it that cool uh, giving numbers to beers, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> right, they'd run from that. I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, pretty low. I'm gonna go like uh, 68. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn you, Tasty. Yeah, Tasty's throwing me a right curve. Tasty's yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. my opinion. All right. So the guys who are gonna think this beer is awesome are not the guys going to sit on a website and tell people how awesome it is. Yeah, they don't sing the praises no. of this beer on the internet. This is a like a 65 to 68 beer. Yep, you're right there. Um, uh, Coors Light's at 51. I mean, yeah, PB- but PBR's got a little more street cred. People love bit. Russians. They win awards now. They're perhaps just winning yeah. awards. Yeah, they, they did win awards. Like, large brew yeah. of the year. I saw your yeah. head it's several times now. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might go on the high end of 68, though. Maybe all the way to a 70. But Ooh, I would. No? I mean, you said 68, Tasty? So, I I mean, I would error. You're, you're right. I'm 66 to 68. You got a nice yeah. lead. If you say 68, you can you know win what? This game. Actually, yeah, let's just say 68 because then we're he's the closest threat and oh, we yeah. won't have any differential. And then we're going to win. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's science. <laughs> can I jump onto their 68. team? 68. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JP. Why? Because you can understand them? Yeah. No. They get me. Now, now, with JP, I want your personal score and then your game score. Well, my personal score doesn't even fit in a range of 1 to 100. Right. <laughs> 109. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Uh, okay, personally, if I'm rating it to to the style, uh, I would say it's in the 80s somewhere. Okay, but good I, enough. What's your game Are score? you watching the chat where people are giving the real answer? No, they're not giving the answer. No. No, no, they're guessing in the chat. Sure, they're they playing. Are. Oh, but they because have... they don't have the internet, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they're not staring at a computer screen. <laughs> if I was, if I was cheating, would I be nine yeah. points? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they? Say? Uh, okay, I think <laughs> it's gonna be uh, sixty. Oh shit, I can't believe it. Sixty-four. All right, that's what the person on the chat said. I'm gonna give it a sixty. That's the check. Two. Yeah, that's what the ch- right guys. Here, Way me, to go, let me, Doc. Let me make sure. Uh, Sixty-two <laughs> for me. What's the score? Seventy. Wow. wow. Seventy. So that <laughs> again with Tasty and Creature right there. Yeah, Creature at five. Tasty at eleven. All right. All next right. one. Yeah, that's uh, Cantillon Brusella nineteen hundred. Oh, Grand that's, Cru. that's my a, favorite beer. Such a good beer. That's my the, favorite beer. The Brusella Grand Cru. All right, I'll start this one. If 500. <laughs> no, I want you to pay for it. <laughs> That's a 99 right there. JP? Uh, can, can I get a description of the beer? I, I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, like, so this is Cantillon's three-year-old Lambic that is unblended and not carbonated. It serves still. still, and it is a select barrel, uh, or I should say vintage that is not blended. Which are all things that would go against it, but it's brand and it's street cred are going to carry it to the highest heights. 94. Okay. 94. So is it us? Yep. All right. So my take on it is that... You know the score for this beer already, don't you? (laughs) So my take on this beer is that it's got Cantillon heritage, so it's a really highly rated beer. However... Um, it does take the next level, like Uber person, to like a not carbonated beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be lesser rated than people really want to rate it, mm-hmm. and but it's going to be rated higher though because it's a hard to find bottle. Yeah. So that it's like working against itself. Ninety six. I was going to say ninety seven. Which one? It's my favorite beer. Let's go ninety seven. Let's go ninety seven. <laughs> yeah. Good logic. <laughs> Tasty. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, the name's going to carry it and mm-hmm. the availability. I think, yeah, this the uh, okay. I think, I think it's not going to be that well <laughs> received in the market because it's, like, weird. Yeah, I think I'll say, like, 94, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempering it even more. Yeah, you got some mm-hmm. points to make up, too. Yeah. You're in the running here. Yeah, <laughs> and Doc and Beardy? We're going to go with 98 because I don't think anybody's going to be the guy to put Cantillon beer less than a 95. And that's why I gave it the 99. I just was yeah. thinking that beer nerds, like any self-respecting beer nerds, like, well, I, I'm just not allowed to score it lower. Right. Uh, all right. What's the what's the score? 87. Oh! Oh! 
oh, it's that it's that flat part, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, w- I would have done it higher, but I, but I counted for the still. You so said that's why I went 94. Self-respecting beer nerd. You meant entitled beer nerd that felt like they could tell cancer <laughs> yeah, yeah. on how to make beer. And <laughs> here, here's what contributes to that low score, too. It's the all of the buildup of a Cantillon and then getting a flat beer. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, that one? <laughs> this uh, bottle's not even carbonated. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. okay, the hype is what they... The, the, the broken hype yeah. gave them the low score. Well, someone in the chat put it best. They said, uh, it's Cantillon but sucks balls unless you are a ball-sucking connoisseur. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm a ball-sucking connoisseur then. Because <laughs> that's an amazing beer. And owning up to it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Two left, right? Yeah. And a tight game. Creature Comfort's 15 now. Tasty 17. Ooh. Wow. And what are the rest okay. of us idiots at? Uh, that's JP34, Doc and Beardy 33, and you 33 as well, Jay. Oh. Tied for... Oh, not even last. Yeah, we aren't even wow. doing as worse as I thought we were. Awesome. <laughs> we're worser. Yeah. All right. We can pull it up. Uh, this one is uh, Pyramid Hefeweizen. <laughs> Ooh. Huh. Okay. Once the darling of the <laughs> of the wheat beer world, <laughs> Pyramid Hef has fallen from great heights. Um, uh, hmm. Wow. Do the beer nerds know... What a German Hef should taste like by now. Is Pyramid so, Hef a German Hef? Or is it American Yeah, this is wheat the Kellerweiss. It's, yeah, it tastes like an American wheat beer, in my opinion. Uh, but what I'm saying is it's yeah. it's going to be rated as, because it's called a Hefeweizen. Okay. It's going to be rated against one. Now, years ago, it would have been rated high. Because it really was like the darling. But now, do enough people know what a German half tastes like? I'm going to give it a 77. 77 from me. Um, JP. Yeah, I don't understand. The Pyramid Hefeweizen isn't a German half. Yeah. It's American wheat beer. Yep, I agree. Okay. And so we, none of this is none of it's being rated. Stuff. I'm just giving you my logic of how I think people are rating it. It's right. called a Hefeweizen, so if they compare it to a German half, they're going to rate it low. Oh, I see. Okay. I, so that's why I get the low score. If they were to call it American wheat, I would give it a higher score. But my prediction is a okay. lot of people are voting it against a German half. Because, okay, I, didn't, I just didn't yeah. see how those correlated. Um, Pyramid Hef, and you gave it a 77. I think you're probably in the ballpark there. Um, but I'm going to go 74. Oh, even lower. Yeah. All right. Creature Comforts. Do we even get it? No, we don't get Pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pyramid's part of the CBA, right? Crab yes. Alliance? Yeah. yeah. So it. they have uh, the majority owns by uh, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, it's Magic Hat. Is it AB? Yeah, it's AB okay. with Magic Hat, Kona, all those guys. Yep. Uh, so the sour it's the thing? alliance yeah. of brewers, if you right. will. Right. So yes. it's going to get a lower rating on the that. site because of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's half. It's going to get a lower rating. People are moving away from halves. Yeah, people, people don't like halves. Um, I love them. I do. Really? Yeah. I hate halves. Yeah. Still yeah. put a lemon in your half? Uh, uh, no, so no lemon. All right. <laughs> I'm thinking like a, between a 73 and a 76. I think I'm going on the lower end of that range. Just the forces are against it. Let's call it a 74. Okay. Yeah? No. All right. Same score as JP. Tasty. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, guy. Hey, it's all right. I don't care. Uh, 71. I mean, you follow a winner. 71 from <laughs> Tasty, Beardy, and Doc. 76. All right. A lot of close scores there. 
What is the actual? Get, let me get one on 10, the dot. 72. Oh! <laughs> wow, tasty. Tasty. Is you just cool. tied it up, right? Tied, no, within yeah. one. No, he's at 18. You guys are at 17. All right. Okay. What am I? Okay. So uh, it comes down yeah. to the last beer. That sucks. Is this like a uh, final Jeopardy where uh, we can b- bet all of our negative points? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I do have a tiebreaker in case of a tie. We did this for the drama. Yes. Uh, I was going to do a Creature Comforts beer, but forget it. Uh, <laughs> That's King, not fair. No, it's not fair. We no. know it. Uh, <laughs> King Cobra Premium Malt Liquor. Oh! <laughs> Good one. You get the biggest swings on these. It's, mm. Yeah. Who, who, it's going to get a higher score than you think. Has anybody in the people, room tasted it? Oh, yeah. We have. Yeah. You, I had one Evo's today. Game just flew up. <laughs> Never even heard of it. That's our lunch beer around here. Uh. Um, it's going to get a higher score as a gag because people think it's it'll be cool to rate it higher than we think. I'm not saying it's in the 80s or anything, but it's not down in the 50s. No, maybe it is in the 50s. <laughs> no, yeah. It's a 59. I'm giving it a 59. It's right there. It's about to break a C. I'm going to go 49. Okay. So We've led this guess before Tasty for the last like five oh. rounds. Good call, Tasty. Tasty, we're gonna let you. You're gonna. You're gonna have to go this time. In fact, Beardy and Doc are gonna go. Then Tasty. Then Creature. Yeah, because that way Tasty can copy off of us. <laughs> what do you got? I think forty six. What yeah, do you think? Yeah. All right, forty six. Oh, Tasty. I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, it's Creature Comfort. Right? Yeah. It's been the I same 59, which gets, gets My train of thought good. was, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to get a little bit better than that. Really? About a 64. Okay. Whoa. Wow. I got him thinking over here. So what are the numbers we have currently? Uh, all right, so I gave it a 59. <laughs> JP, a 49. 49, baby. Doc and Beardy, a 46. Tasty, a 64. So we're going to say a 64. <laughs> wow. Like, strategy sneakily, here. Sneakily let strategy Tasty here. go first. You guys should try should go brother. first. For the, record, for the record, I'm going to guess it's like a 53, but we're going to say 64. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you mean off oh. the record. <laughs> off the record. Yeah. Off the record. You can have it both ways. For the off the record. Yeah. record. For the off the record record. Here we go. Okay. That was brilliantly played. For the yeah. win, it's at uh, 55. That leaves uh, Creature Comforts at 26. Tasty at 27. The uh, win for Creature wow. Comforts. Wow, Creature Comforts. That means uh, HH from your home in Athens, Georgia. There you go. There you go. And it is it's also his 30th birthday today. It's also his 30th, yeah. bir- 30th birthday. And we have a great prize. We are sending you a stainless steel kettle. Oh, brand new. Shit, I have to mail that thing out. Yep. Whoa. That's right. So, HH, send Bevo a, uh email with your information. And she will be sending you, I believe it is a, uh, how big is it? It's like an eight-gallon stainless steel kettle. It's so, right. Yeah. And come it's, introduce uh, yourself to us. Yeah, uh, come the brewery. Into, there you go. Come into Creature Comforts. Get your souvenir. And uh, introduce yourself to the guys. He says, fuck you guys. Your beer is shit. That's rude, <laughs> dude. I reach you at 33. <laughs> well played, everybody. Okay. Good game, Moskowitz. Yeah. Good game. Just for uh, the edification of the listeners, uh, Doc and Beardy bringing up the rear at 46. JP and Justin tied at 42. Ah. And uh, the Creature Comforts Tropicalia IPA that I was going to use is at 96. Mm-hmm. All right. I would have said 82. <laughs> Sorry, Tasty. My poor math skills uh, screwed you on the chance to win that in that final round. I uh, should have made them go first. 
And we can play the shit out of that game. There's yeah. An yeah. endless amount of beer. Yeah. And- well, to not- be fair, the guess I yeah. said off the record was closer than yeah, the guess Yeah, it was. You, you would have won by a lot more. Well, yeah. too bad you're a chicken. Oh! Says the guy who didn't win. Oh! Look who I was teamed with. <laughs> oh! Hey, guys, it's been really uncomfortable tonight. Can we keep it happy? <laughs> Shut up, people. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one behind glass. Yeah, Thank let's all just God. drink more beer. Shut it, Pete. Yeah. All right, let's uh, finish up our Twitter game and get out of here, all shall right. we? Twitter game today was, um, when is it appropriate to comment on a dude's beard, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. When and it's wet. What did we have? <laughs> Apparently when it's wet. Uh, Christian Smith says, anytime, as long as you follow it up by no homo, Brewer's Code. Okay. okay. Uh, Jason Muthig says, if it tickles your taint, you compliment it. That's the only acceptable time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, that's de- all right. That just knocked out the first one. So. Uh, got it. I mean, let me just write down taint here so I remember. How do you spell taint? Uh, T-A-I-N-T. Is there it's, an E? No, it's like paint, I put an E. I feel like an E looks only, only right. Tante. I think it's Tante. Only when you're French. Which is, Which the, is what? It's the, uh, the French disco band. <laughs> Tante. We're Tante. going to the Tante show. Tante. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, Justin81 says, only when Tasty's tugging on it. <laughs> okay. Didn't understand that one, but, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, WM Daily says, mid Blumpkin. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's just gross. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll let you guys figure out what a blumpkin is. Um, Meg says, as long as you don't ask to braid it, then it gets weird. Mm. It do- does it, does it get weird, Beardy, when they ask you to braid it? This is when another guy yes. asks? Yes, yes. Well, doesn't matter. I would say anybody except either Doug Constantiner or Dave Marley Avi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, HH, who just won our last game, says uh, when you get mad at him for shirt cocking, then you realize he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only acceptable time to compliment a man on his beard, apparently. When he's beard yeah. cocking. What is shirt cocking? That, that goes along with the taint thing. <laughs> I don't want to know. It's when you, a man only wears a T-shirt. And, oh. and it covers his wiener, yeah. and then you, oh. like, raise your hand. There's, there's a couple regulars on the West bar that I think might shirt cock <laughs> on the regular. <laughs> All right. Regulars who shirt Do not the point them out to me. Please don't. Uh, Scotty B. Brewing says, when it's being used as a bib during rigorous and spirited cunnilingus. Oh. Yeah. I don't huh. like that one. You don't like that one? No. I'll delete that. that Scotty, come on. What's wrong with you? How do you give cunnilingus to a man? It's not with a man. It just... Oh, I okay. thought the Twitter game was with a when yeah, like when a man should. So, so the man's just standing yeah. next to you doing that? Hey, guess, nice beard. Yeah. And well, going, yeah, nice. All right, then I'll put it back on the list. Yeah, That's, yeah, uh, no, when you look down and, you, and a bearded man is looking up at you. Then you're complimenting But could the woman not compliment you? No, because that's not the Twitter game. Oh, it has to be a man? The Twitter game is when is it appropriate for a man to compliment your beard. Sorry. So, yeah. I'm back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, dude. Uh, By the way. Mike says, uh, when trying to restore his ego after repeatedly telling him to shut the fuck up every time you see him. Oh. Oh, that one's good. So I can can compliment his beard. Okay. Got Uh, it. KF says, never, beards are played out and disgusting. Okay. Yep. But I had to put that in there just because. Um, Strong Rope Brewery says, only when it's attached to Beardy, he's a god among men. 
All right. And I had to put that in there because ah. it's so insanely uh, inaccurate. And How many do you have left? Chris Rogers, this is the last one. Only true things get posted on Twitter, I think. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, Chris Rogers says, when the beard in question is growing from the sad, disappointed face of Beardy. Okay. So I'll the first one I have on my list is uh, when it tickles your taint. Uh, the next one I have is... Mid-Blumpkin? When you ask to braid it. Oh, okay. It's okay. Did I get that backwards? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, when yeah. shirt cocking, but shirt it's actually cocking. beard cocking. <laughs> yeah. And then finally... If you always say "shut the fuck up, Beardy," it's okay to compliment. shut the. It's okay to compliment him on his beard when you're restoring his ego. When I'm restoring his ego. Okay. So, those are our four. By show of hands, we're going to raise our hand as we go around the room. Uh, Not right now, Doc. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me when. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, raise your hand if the winner is when it tickles your tank. To clarify, this is as a man when a, another man's beard tickles your taint. It's then okay you're to allowed to that man. Correct. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Does that get your vote, or are you just clarifying? Just clarifying. Got it. Uh, next one is uh, when you asked to braid it. It's okay to compliment that man. No votes. Um, when shirt cocking, but actually beard cocking, that's yeah. our winner that's by that. an overwhelming amount of hands. Yeah. All right. Uh, who was that, JP? That was HH, the winner of our wow. Yeah. Yeah. HH, a double wow. winner tonight, and entered into the Labruski wow. Cruise uh, drawing. Again. Which we'll be doing some. How many, yeah. Hasn't he won for several this weeks now? This is like the third time. Wow, he's good. Oh, look at this. He knows yeah. us. Who is this random person in Athens? It's, he needs to come <laughs> talk to us. He it clearly does. gets us. Does, yeah. Does he get something special, Bevo? Wow, he's got a lot of interest. So I hope he's cool because it sounds like we're going to be partying with him on the Labruski Cruise. Like right? That. Yeah. All right. Is that it? That uh, let me it. let me yeah. uh, say real quick uh, on behalf of uh, Dan Star. Oh make sure we yeah. Get that in. Yeah. They uh, they're you know they're doing their beer school 2016 oh. this year again. Yes. They've been doing it for a few years in a row now. The grand prize uh, is fully paid tuition to a 2016 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology. It's about a four thousand dollar U.S. Uh, value. That's so a it's great a, it's a big price. Yeah, every time you use uh, Dan Star Yeast, uh, so go to danstaryeast.com and you can check out all the uh, contest details. But basically, just uh, brew a lot of beer, use a lot of Dan Star Yeast, and win yourself some some learnings. Some classing learnings. Yep. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Creature Comforts, dudes, thanks so much for coming in here all the way from Georgia. Dude, thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, we've, we've you had a great, great time. You shared great beer. Good. I'm glad you had yeah. fun. You shared awesome beer. Listeners, you can go to CreatureComfortsBeer.com. You can contact them there. You can look at uh, where the beer is available. You can see events. You can check it all out. CreatureComfortsBeer.com. And, guys, you brought us badass beer. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're on... Uh I'd be remiss to not plug our social media. My girlfriend is the manager of those things. Okay. So you can find us on, I mean, she does everything. Instagram, Twitter. So uh, dick pics? Yes. Because that's what we make at our brewery. Beard talking? (laughs) Do you have a Pinterest? We have a Snapchat. Wow. Yeah. Which is actually, she does a cool job. And like, you can watch, I mean, every now and then it's like a random person brewing or working with fruit or canning or random stuff around the brewery. It's kind of fun. Nice. Sounds amazing. Um, Do you vine? No, no vining. <laughs> Do you MySpace? <laughs> Live journal? We are not a band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, um, yeah, all that stuff. And then I think the next release we have is probably our pale ale. It's automatic. Uh, it's coming out. Uh, we just brewed it a week ago. Yeah. And it'll be coming out in the next two weeks. <laughs> JP is not going to get any. <laughs> yeah, he gets nothing. No. <laughs> Why would I? Yeah. 
Let's be honest. Uh, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, he just got married. True. Uh, there's a question from the chat. They want to know if you have a Tinder account. <laughs> swipe oh, right, buddy. Yeah. Swipe right. <laughs> what, that'd be a good game. What beers would you swipe left on uh, from the guest? Hmm. Is that is that what happened? You swipe left, negative. is a reject, and Did a I just swipe say a good right thing or a bad a, thing? I don't even know. I don't know either. That's yeah, not, right. yeah. Way right. to backtrack with your swipe wife working right. social media right now. <laughs> right. I mean, I think it's if you swipe right. <laughs> I think if you throw girlfriend your phone in the water. backtracking girlfriend. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, she's 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 loving it. <laughs> and she's totally cool that I haven't asked her to marry me yet. Yeah, Everything's yeah. cool. We're fine. Yeah. We've been dating since college. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Are we done? Uh, yeah, next week we hit, remember a few shows ago. I think I asked uh, w- you know if there's a number, a population number uh, under which it would make no sense to open a brewery, little tiny towns. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, a brewery called Scratch Town, and they're out of Ord, Nebraska, which has two thousand people in it. Wow! So we're gonna have their beer, and we're gonna figure out how the hell they're uh, you know keeping a business open. Sounds good. Hmm. All right, we'll do that. We are out of here. Thanks again, Creature Comforts, and we'll see you all next week. JP, make things happen. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Creature Comforts Brewing came out from Georgia to share their wonderful beer that is still craft, but who knows for how long. Check them out at creaturecomfortsbeer.com. If you desire to hear JP drone on about things other than beer and really stupid jokes, check out his Disney-centric podcast, Ears Up. Check it out over at earsuppodcast.com. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Everything's at .com today. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. I failed to write something for beer. Uh, but who gives a shit about that asshole? Anyways, production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was still married for some reason. Bebo was doing her best to worsen the drought here in California. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brew Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. JP's an asshole. Justin's a nice guy. And when